Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys' outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. guests here at game fair here in wait we're in ramsey or is it ramsey minnesota ramsey anoka ramsey we got matt robertson matt my buddy from what's up in minnesota we're here in minnesota now you're here you're no longer Uh, in south dakota yeah i'm happy that i'm here though you know what i mean right first first booth ever first time at game fair right you left your booth too i did yep that's all right nick's man in the booth nick's man in the booth yeah Yeah, absolutely what's uh 
what's it like being here? Because you last year you were you were like intermediate with another person. Now you're running your first yeah. booth here too. Yeah, we shared a booth, and I will never do that again. Yeah, no, no. it's so much better to have your own. We can't. Can we share a booth next year? Like a big one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I know I just said that I wouldn't share, but I mean, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, nothing. There's going to be goose, call, goose calling going on in the background. We were trying to do that already. Yeah. Yeah, a little goose calling competition. I think you might beat me in that. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. What are, you, what are you excited for for the beginning of, like, after all this build up, even with Game Fair? I mean, is it going to be. Is it going to be fun for you to get back out in the field and, you know, show clientele what it's like to see the things that you would see on a natural day? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, just this morning, uh, we got a phone call from one of our uh, farmers. Yeah. Our field is loaded. Oh, yes. Problem is, is it's too early. Oh, okay. Because remember, we don't open here until September 3rd. Right. And you run early September geese then? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're actually, we're full, full. I just need to fill two more spots for the last weekend early goose and I'm full. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's going to yeah. make it a little bit less headache on yourself. Definitely. But at the same time, it's, it's, I mean, it's running a business, but right. it puts just as much stress on because yeah. you got to get them under birds, man. You do. I mean, that's the main factor of it. When you mm -hmm. push those, when you push that um, business, you got to yeah. give them what they deserve, you know? Well, that's right. I mean, they're, we, it's like we talked about this last time. They're paying me for... A product, right? A product. And the product is Canada geese. Even though they might be not it's hunting. You, hunting, it is hunting. Hunting is hunting. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that nobody can control. Right. Weather. We can't control the weather. You know, we can't make a bird do everything that we want it to all right. the time. Um, but that's that's the beauty of it. That's why it's I called think, hunting, dude. I think that brings a lot of aspect to it, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, if everything was just so perfect, there wouldn't be so many eyeballs on the subject of the hunting that we do. Because if right. it was so perfect, then everybody would be going to the bar just like... Because every time you go to the bar, it's the same thing. Well... It's the same feeling. Yeah. If it was as easy as we would like it to be, everybody would do it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think... I. That's my own personal opinion, and that's kind of just a little shot in my head right now. You know, I'm yeah, I'm kind of a quick thinker when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it feel being at your first uh, your first game fair here? What you, you know, think there's so a lot of welcoming people here. There really yep. is. I think the environment was like right off the beat. I mean, when they let the people in, people were very generous right off the bat. So I think mm -hmm. it's just I love that kind of environment where everybody's just mm -hmm. super nice, wants to talk, wants to hang out. You know, where are you from? Type deal. Just right. short, small talk is. What I love, but at the same time, I like to sit here and talk for a whole hour. That's yeah. not what we're going to do today, but no. I don't want to talk to you for an hour. No, I don't want to talk to you for no. an hour. Either. I got a booth to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so this year was the first year ever. Remember, we, I mean, we just experienced this, that game fair hasn't been rain or shine. We yeah. actually was, were postponed until noon today. And that was like kind of disturbing for me, like the first time. And I'm like, you know, we can't just set up yeah. and everything. And it was like, my luck. Everything that I try to do for the first time, there's always a little spin on it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I was saying a joke. I was like, well, on that little sheet that says rain or shine, we're still going. And I'm like, oh, grab the Sharpie, cross that out. But right, yeah. I think they had some trees fall down yep. and thunderstorms, and I think it became a safety issue. Things out of everybody's control. Yep. That there we go. Right. We, we adapt and we move on. Yep. And here but we are still smiling and moving on. That's right. It's beautiful. And uh, we're here having fun. Yeah. Still get to see you. Yep. Laugh, smile, the whole nine yards. For sure. So, what uh, did you go out and have you have you walked around yet? I have not walked around at all yet. I have to use the bathroom, and I'm just I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't want to leave my booth. I don't know. I like right. I feel like everything is just a lot of people are coming up and they're like, oh, what do you guys all talk about? And it's it's a little like obviously I don't want to be like well it's just me, but I mean it's right. it's just like yeah it's hard. 
you have you have you have on you know professionals in the industry and yeah and not even professionals you just have you're, you're semi professional right semi pro yeah, yeah semi pro yep I think totally not a professional <laughs> 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 no but I mean yeah this is your first game fair I've been coming to this place since I was little um, this place is badass I think even off this first few hours what is it not even one or two o'clock into the first day of Friday and we opened at 12 mm -hmm. I don't know and today, them, and today isn't even going to be the big day. It's because it's Friday. Right. People and, are working. Yeah. And so that, tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be the day. And I'm it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be sunny out. Yep. It's going to be hot. I'm already getting them jittery feelings of like, just like, there's so much excitement for this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it might turn into a, a yearly for, thing for me. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I really think it's, it is paying for like to show myself but at the same time it's like it's just great exposure in mm -hmm. general you know like I absolutely like we're, we're selling apparel and uh luke's here with his lanyards but my main goal is to just show people you know everything we talk about you know get the word out yeah get inspired people yeah absolutely i mean you have a hell of a lot of people listening to your podcast already i know yeah and but you gotta think there's gonna be tens of thousands of people walking through this this game fair yeah in the next two weekends and i've seen if, people if you reach out to half of them even if you reach out to a quarter of them, you reach out to 2,500 people, you know, that's 2,500 more people that are listening to your podcast. Yeah. And, not, and that's just 25 more hundred people to learn the correct and ethical way to hunt. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. safe and not sorry type hunting. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. And no fist fights or anything at, mm -hmm. at boat launches or this and that, because at the end of the day, it's just a bird or right. it's just an animal that has four legs. Yeah, we talked about this last time too. Social yeah. media, man. It's, yeah, I talk it's, about it a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. The blessing goes over the curse, but it's like the curse kind of is bad, you know. And it's and like the, if we could get to that where point, the curse goes over the blessing. Absolutely. Yeah, and I really want to get to that point where the curse is like seen less and less and less and less, you know. Oh yeah. So for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you go and you you move on, and you want to teach people more things, but sometimes they just don't listen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I have a hard time listening sometimes to my own self. My wife would agree that I uh, I don't listen either. This wind, man. Yeah, I know. This, I'm this surprised. booth right here. This booth right here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Is Next any, time it comes back, we'll just catch it. Yeah, we'll just catch it. Catch it and sit yeah, on so it. Yeah, so any, any of the listeners, this is going to be, well, Matt's the first one, so we're going to do 10-minute intervals of a little bit of everyone that I've talked to or hung out with, and this and this and that and the other. I don't yeah. know how to really explain it. I mean, that's a basic way to explain it. So if there's any background noise, obviously we're at Game Fair. Yeah, we are here at Game Fair. There are thousands of people around. We're recording in my booth. And the, yeah, and then what's behind your booth? Oh, we got the uh, the, the dog, dog run, Olympics. The dog Olympics back here. <laughs> that's what yeah. I call it. The what dog is, Olympics. It looks like I don't know what Olympics. it's called. What is it? The no, obs obstacle course. I think. The obstacle course. Yeah. Yep. Are you gonna try to go run through it? Me? Yeah. No. I think I think I should put you on a dog leash and we run you through there. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not into that. Not into that. But uh, you got uh, got a couple of your sponsors here too. I do. Yeah, Dakota Molt, yep. and you know there might be some other ones. But we, I try to get K2 to consider coming here. But they, I think you know it's just a long travel from them from Louisiana with no, being that's, first year basis. So it's a hell of a long travel. But you and I, uh, we're part of K2 together. Yes, I love so, them. Absolutely, dude. You finally got your cooler too, didn't you? I did. Maybe yep. you're releasing one here. Yeah, yeah. Got to buy a snow goose hunt though. Oh, 
Yeah, what Justin was like, yeah, you better you better get in the raffle and buy a hunt. I'm like, yeah, the hunt that I'm already going to be The hunt in. that already, <laughs> the hunt I'm already going to be on at uh, every single day. Yeah. February through March 12th. Different kind of shooting though. No. Better I'm sh- excited. Better shooting. For sure. Well, man. Yeah. You better get back. To, look at your other I know. I got to go get back to my booth. Yeah, they're employees over here yeah, hanging out. I know. We got to get over there. I'm sure those big owls are probably flying off. We got to go get them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, sounds good. I got Mr. Nick Johnson across from sitting. Or, geez, wow, I already butchered that. Yeah, sitting dude, across from me. Good start. Good start. How's yeah. it going, man? <laughs> Not too bad. Last time we've seen each other is at Squad, Saint, yeah, Squad, Squad Fest, Fest in St. Louis. And yeah. uh, other than that, man, you've been doing much else. Oh, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Have uh, you? Getting ready to go to Saskatchewan, uh, getting ready for game fair here. Right. Doing the uh, youth calling clinics every day at 11 a.m. We're giving away free duck calls to all the kids in attendance, teaching them a little bit about duck calling and being a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like the worse, best. That's worse than a loud toy. Yeah, like I can see it all <laughs> over the parents' faces, like halfway through the youth calling clinic. They're like... Whoops. <laughs> I should not have brought my kid here. This guy actually <laughs> did give them a free duck call, and uh, my weekend is ruined. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm hoping just to, um, you know, pass on uh, the spark of duck calling and duck hunting. That's and, amazing. You know, it, it, that's what happened to me when I was a kid coming to Game Fair. You know, people uh, kind of took me under their wing and uh, showed, me, showed me the ropes, and that's all it took for that spark to get lit and build a fire, and now we can pass that torch on to the next generation. So now you want to give it back, and that's yeah, a very yeah. generic, or sorry, not generic, that's a very generous thing for you to do, seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's the only thing to do, I feel like, when, I mean, since I've been 13 years old, I've just been living the waterfall lifestyle, you know? It's, right. Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a nice thing to do to pass that on. Like, if somebody could have a... As much fun as I have duck and goose hunting and meeting people from across the country that have the same locked wing addictions. That's, that's a good feeling. That's what it's all about. Just like uh, just like this. I mean, we'd never have the opportunity to do something like this if it wasn't for ours and other people's locked wing addictions. Exactly. And, so, I, and it's, it's a very love loving uh, relationship with all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a close-knit community of it bird is. nerds. Very, very, very close-knit. Um People who aren't cool uh, get weeded out pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How's the Goose Tech app going? Goose Tech app is going really good. We're teaching a lot of people how to blow goose call better, which has kind of been my, uh, like, passion project, you could say, over the last five or six years. Um, The Goose Tech app is a smartphone app. It's available on iPhone. It's available on Android. And basically, uh, like five, six, seven years ago now, geez, I don't even know how long, uh, I started doing one-on-one lessons with people Yep. Okay. for goose calling. And then it just like um, organically built and built and built. And not only like my audience and my customers, but the um, teaching style, because every time you teach somebody how to call, you learn something about true. calling and how to teach it, because it's very, very difficult to teach. So then I kind of got addicted to that, like trying to explain it better, trying to help people get better at calling, and it's challenging. Like it not, It's challenging for them, and then it's challenging for me, and it, it's almost like a mutual, um, we're both sitting there trying to get better at something. And, uh, and then... Um, the, it built organically so much that a an app company reached out to me. Um, this uh, company called Got Game Tech. They've got these um, 
smartphone apps for turkey calling, deer calling, um, elk calling is a really big one they have wow. called Elk Nut. They're like, hey, we need a guy for goose calling. And I'm like, I am your guy. You are. You literally <laughs> I'm like, are. I'm so glad we found each other. <laughs> so, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How's your game fair been going? It's amazing. Um, you know, first time ever running a booth and then first time ever doing something like this with my business is uh, very eye eye-opening and I'm it's like an enlightenment to see all the people actually like meeting people that listen to it and things like that it's just, oh yeah yeah it's amazing and I I look at it with a very good outlook like not just like oh okay you listen to it cool no it's like man thank you so much type deal you know yeah, you so, ask a lot of really good questions on your podcast yeah. I listen to the goose we need, gossip we need to get you back on we we should one day. What? When, when are we ever going to yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like a whole hour like we did last time. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah, because yeah. I had you on like the right when it was first start. Yeah. Yeah, now, was how like, many are yet? Uh, this, I, I don't know. When this one ever releases, like, because I'm combining this all into one, mm -hmm. but uh, it'd be like 106 or 104 I'm at, I nice, think now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Congrats. I've done like... I think 90 of the waterfall Wednesdays on the full scale outdoors. Yeah, so yeah it's it's uh, it's also something you learn at and something you get better at and talking into a microphone sometimes to yourself. Yeah. And um, do you ever do solo podcasts? I really was thinking about it. I just mm -hmm. don't know like the nature of what I would like subjectly talk about. Oh man, when I first started doing solo podcasts, like, dude, there is at least even now there's at least. 20 podcasts that are 20 minutes long that I just went delete. Yeah. <laughs> like it's tough at first, but you do get you get into the rhythm of kind of just talking to yourself and it's almost like you have to pretend that somebody's there next to you like asking questions and your answer. I don't know. It's Maybe weird. I should do like a Q&A. A Q&A would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 10 minute Q&A. Yeah, cuz then you did kind of wouldn't have any of those breaks like um so anyways. On to the next one. Uh, yeah. Nick J says, uh, <laughs> how do you blow a goose call? Uh, Nick, ask yourself. For sure. How'd the podcast with Joe go yesterday? They were going really well. I then saw we, that on his, uh, on his story. Or on yeah, his are you going to put me on your story too? Yeah, I just did. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Now I'm really famous, like I told you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty sweet up here at Game Fair so far. Um, I'm working down in the Pacific Calls booth. We just came out with the uh, another Nick Johnson signature series short read goose call that that we are launching here at Game Fair. Is that the third one or second, second one? Second one. So okay. all it is, this is a little bit longer, so it's two different styles. Like, I got a shorter one that's more traffic-y, and I got a longer one that is more goosey. I remember when you guys were talking about that at the first year St. Louis Squad Fest, and you're like, it came up on a napkin. You know, like, the oh, idea yeah, came up yeah, on yeah, a napkin. For sure that's did, so for sure. crazy. And we be actually built, like, uh, you know, my call is, like, one piece from front to back. Right. Which is like a straight pipe of acrylic, which is a, a kind of a unique thing. They they thought it was really, really cool. I thought, you know, it's just a weird idea I had on a napkin. But it actually worked out really well. But we had two-piece calls, like regular two-piece calls I had with with some unique features in there. Yeah. Like when I went out to Pacific Calls uh, to their shop in Spokane, Washington, um, it was basically uh, for two days straight the Nick Johnson Fantasy Factory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they put a lot of resources and a lot of money into trying to build a really cool goose call out of the ideas I had and so um, it was great to work with the Pacific Calls on that um, they really indulged yeah. me way way more than they should have yeah <laughs> so very accommodating really great guys to be in business with absolutely what's next for Nick J 
um, guiding in Saskatchewan for Prairie Limits Outfitters. Okay. Um, then I'll come home and I'll start up guiding in uh, western Wisconsin, just 45 minutes away from the Twin Cities. We'll probably, for the first year, just be doing uh, day hunt books, like um, booking day hunts for people from the cities. Yep. Something where I can do advertising like for this weekend or coming up, because I won't be back till November. And then after that, we'll be doing a little bit of traveling. Me and Joe Heinz will be going to Oklahoma again, running duck hunts. Okay. And uh, that'll be um, in January 2023. And then I'll be going back to Saskatchewan to hunt snow geese uh, for the spring. What's your quick outlook for your mindset when you're guiding? What do you enjoy the most about it? My, when I'm guiding, guiding is totally different than hunting for my pleasure. You know, right. guiding is I want to see those guys smile. I want to high five them until our hands hurt. Okay. And even if the hunt is slow, I want them to leave with an experience that that was a good time. Because it doesn't matter if you have the best X field in the world. If you get bad weather, it's just, it's right. going to be a tough hunt. Any hunt you get with where the weather puts the chips in the gooses or the ducks favors um you're gonna you're gonna have a tough time so what you need to leave that field with everybody having fun so you do. yeah how, how am i going to provide these guys with we, an and I, what i love to fall back on is just waterfowl like trivia not trivia you know but what, what the, like fast facts fast fun, facts. fun facts fun facts waterfall fun facts like uh, well and i've always thought it uh, said it with other outfitters and things of that nature that guide i'm like those people are paying for a product but that product is inevitable but you have to make that inev inevitable like possible right i think they're paying for an experience you think so okay yeah you're not paying for dead ducks or dead geese you're paying for uh, an experience now um, if you're going to book a day hunt, the experience is very much booked on, or based on the, the enjoyment of the experience is going to be, you know, did you have fun with everybody? Did you have an opportunity to get game? Right. You know, and uh, if you're doing like um, meals and lodging situations. That's th a big, that's like, that's, that's an huge experience. That's a huge investment. That but is. also, I always say that is... Uh, uh, an insurance policy that you're going to have fun. Like even if you get three <laughs> yeah. days, if you get three days of bad weather, but you <laughs> sleep in a sweet lodge and get really good meals cooked for you, you're like, yeah. yeah, you know what? The weather didn't work out. The hunting wasn't the best, but man, let's book for next year. That was a good time, you know. <laughs> Whereas with day hunts, if you are sleeping in a super eight and then the hunt doesn't go so great, you don't like, remember it as well. Right. That's why the lodge and the meals are always an insurance policy for you for you as a customer to have fun. And I am, not only am I a guide, I am a hunting consumer. I love booking hunts. Yeah. There's some guys that have, like, I, I'm, I'd never pay for waterfall hunting. And I, I can for sure go out there and do it myself. But it's it's a different experience. You know, like, it, when I book a hunt, like, whether to go to Colorado or, yeah. or Mexico, like... I just sit back and, and I take in the full customer experience. I love being a, a hunting customer and a hunting consumer. And then when you're guiding, there's a little bit more stress and a little bit. I like to wipe that stress away and, and go out and hunt with some cool people from across the country. And uh, yeah, anyways. Nick, you're, you're, you're one amazing man when it comes to bringing smiles to people. Because when we were in St. Louis and you we're sitting there like, it was the coolest moment ever. Because you're sitting there talking like, man, I love making people like teach them how to goose call and you're like it's just that instant gratitude and then these yeah. people walk up and we're like hey and you helped them and then the guy started blowing his goose call after you tuned it and they're like he's like man i've never even 
been able to blow my goose call like that in years and then he yeah, walks yeah, away yeah. and you're like there's one or something like that and i'm like man that is so awesome right, that right, you right and that's why i quit my job uh, working in a factory for 17 years that there gave me absolutely no enjoyment and i wanted to pursue this full time now the goose tech app and when people reach out to me like hey um because it's really about a conversation with making the light bulb click on people, like on yeah. how to actually blow a goose call. So they reach out to me like, I'm working on this. And then we just describe it another way or another, or we work on describing it another way. And then all of a sudden it clicks and I'm like, oh, well now I learned something too. I can describe it that way. And that's going to help people into the future. So it's almost like I've always thought of the, the lesson and the app as a community a community project. Can they message on the app to uh, you? Not yet, but we do want to get that added. Okay. There's a bunch of features that are going to be coming right now. The Goose Tech app is $20 for the whole like product. Okay. It's a standalone product, almost like buying a DVD, like an instructional DVD back in the day. Okay. But uh, in the future, we're going to go to a subscription-based model. We want to have like build on what I just said, the sense of community. Like I would like to have like a forum, a message board where guys are posting things like, or even like giving criticisms. Like, I don't think Nick described this quite well and gives me a chance. You, you want to see yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I can jump in because like when I say this is a community effort, what I mean by that is everybody I teach how to goose call, I take away little nuggets from that and I try to distribute them so it builds like as you, I learn more, I distribute more. So it's like the last guy who did a lesson is actually helping the next guy doing a lesson. Yeah. So it's like I'm just collecting this information of how is the best way to help people get better at goose calling. And I am passing it on to more people. So the more people that do it, the better it gets, the uh, better I get. How do, I, how do you look at this? You know, all the things that you've been doing in your life in the, even a short five-year term of, you know, going from being, you know, kind of a, an amazing goose collar, like, sorry, not kind of, amazing goose collar, you know, going guiding, creating a good portfolio, and then now starting a goose tech app. How do you take that in? Uh, it's just, it was a really natural progression of my passions, basically. Okay. Like, it was almost just had to happen, you know? Right. Because like, it, it was just building and building. I'm 35 now, and I've just been uh, totally immersed in the waterfowl and the waterfowl calling uh, since I was 13 years old, like right. competition calling, um, helping run competitions, helping people learn how to call, helping people get into duck and goose hunting and draining their bank accounts on decoys and trailers, <laughs> we <all are. laughs> ruining their personal relationships. <laughs> what about what about any revamps? Like uh, you're always going to try to keep adding stuff to your life to bring more enlightenment to others. Like Oh, absolutely. And I think it's just going to continue because the more the older I get, I'm not getting out of this one bit. I'm getting more more and more and more into it. Obviously, I just right. I keep I just started doing uh, waterfowl of uh, full time. So I'm gonna keep trying to build on That's that. That's awesome. And it's not something like I gotta go to work today. It's like I get a bug. Like I gotta figure out a way to make this better somehow. Even right. just. That's why I use the Anything. word revamping because it's not yeah. it's not that you're trying to reintroduce something. You're just like or sorry, the Goose Tech app is reintroducing something in your own form or way, yeah. you know, but revamping your own livelihood on how to help others. Yeah. It takes a lot of creativity. Right. And it's just fun, you know, like I even right. tie my own lanyards now, you know, yeah. like just even the smallest aspects of the waterfowl lifestyle. It's just cool. It's just cool for me to um, tinker. I'm just a tinker with. You gonna do any uh, crazy weird hunts this year? I'm going to do, of course. <laughs> What's the one? What's the, you got one in mind? Oh, from last season. Well, I'm saying one in mind that like just gets a bug in your head. Like I need to do this, but it has to be a certain time of the year in a certain place. Um. Yeah. 
Where and what? Uh, right now, in my brain, I would really like to kill. I, I want to hunt more abroad. And okay. I want to hunt more species of geese in more countries, like, in the future. You know, that's just, like, yeah. because um, the Netherlands, right? Yeah. The Netherlands, goose hunting is illegal there, um, unless you get, like, a degradation permit. But they get, like, five or six different species of geese. They get white fronts. They get barnacles. They get okay. gray legs. In All right, so the Netherlands is 20% the size of Minnesota, right? It okay. winters between four and six million geese mm. <laughs> <laughs> of all those species. So, like, it's just, like, this coastal farmland, and, like, and all those geese come from somewhere. So, like, we're talking about, like, hunting, going up from the Netherlands east, you go up to, like, northern Norway and Svalbard. Yeah. Like, those flight lines, it'd be fun to figure out how to get on birds in uh, Romania or... Yeah. Um, Bulgaria or even like Scotland like and it, from the Netherlands going northwest you go to like the UK and then to Greenland Iceland and Greenland yeah be fun to hunt in Iceland uh, it'd be fun to just keep traveling and f figuring out like just God you know I, I you should take the goose tech app through these different countries yeah. <laughs> barnacle, <laughs> barnacle goose calling lessons <laughs> maybe in the future but yeah. like that's just like some far off outer space stuff in my brain right now another thing is okay let's let's bring it back to north america would i have some really good we all know how difficult hunting snow geese is right, right. but that's that's indicative of the way they migrate through the lower, lower 48 and how they're hunted in the lower 48 yeah when you get out of that that first of all if you get out of the lower 48 even into prairie pothole canada the hunting gets a little bit better because there's less pressure much less pressure but what what do you think it is in mexico i i you couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you either but i bet it's low <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think many people are hunting snow geese in mexico and there's not a ton of snow geese there but i have done some research and found where roos had like roos or feeds that are on like ebird.org that people are like reporting there'll be like 5,000 snow geese and 3,500 white fronts sitting in a field outside Durango, Mexico. Like, okay, that's 8,000 geese that I bet don't know what gunfire sounds like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? What can we do with that? Or how about, um, do they um, allow hunting down there? Yes, they do. I hunted Mexico for ducks last year. That's right. Yeah. 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 And I guess I've hunted, Mexico, yeah. I've, I've hunted Mexico for ducks twice, wow. but I've never for geese. Okay. And I want to do geese down there. And then how about, um, none of it? Or how about Northwest Territories? Northwest Territories, if you get above a certain latitude, if you get above a certain latitude, the duck limit, I believe, is. Oh shit! I don't want to say it wrong. It's either ten, <laughs> it's either ten ducks per person or twenty ducks per person, and that includes non-residents. So like, there's some spots like way northern Northwest Territories. Like three or four of us could go out and shoot thirty, forty ducks, right. and then fight off you know bears. <laughs> no, you just have you just have another nine millimeter just, or a forty on you. You know, there's there's cool waterfowl hunting everywhere in the world, like especially North America, for some species at some time. Yeah. So, and I feel like you could be the person that would go there, and you wouldn't want to shoot mass murders. You'd want to go there to just yeah, the experience and show it to others, and just shoot one or two. And I if did, you shoot yeah. a whole bunch, then yeah. Yeah, like me and Heinz went and hunted in uh, Arizona last year. That was you one did? of those things that was like, yeah, because if you if you just Google national best goose hunting on a national wildlife refuge, boop, first thing that pops up, Cibola, Arizona, which is like an hour north of Mexico on the Colorado River, and it's a little farming community there. And they get migrants from Utah, from uh, Wyoming, from Colorado. Really? Yeah, and they get a lot of snow geese down there. Well, they got a uh, pit 
lottery system at the Cibola National Wildlife Refuge. So me and Joe Heinz put in for it, yeah. and I won a day. So we, fl- we fly down there, and it's just like one of those things. We're an hour away from Mexico um, shooting giant Canada geese out of a pit, and it was a really, really fun experience. So, wow. you know, there's, there's good hunting everywhere you look. And uh, right. my number one tip uh, for anybody who's interested in, like, figuring that out your e-scouting yeah it's not social media it's dnr website pages yeah so just like hmm what kind of hunting is there in west virginia right yeah Yeah. there's good hunting for some species at some time in west virginia how would a guy figure that out you did google west virginia dnr waterfall regulations and you read it and there'll be like weird things in there like zones like either zones with weird dates or weird limits. Like yeah. there's all there's nuggets like that all over like DNR websites. And you just have to mine it. You just have to mine it. Like just it only takes five minutes to read through like waterfall regs for. And any if given it takes state. you two or three years to get there. Yeah. Did you know that there's amazing like sea duck hunting on the coast of Georgia? Now I know. Now you know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just outside of Atlanta, you go to the East Coast. Like they, there's people running sea duck hunts. Or um, did you know that there's an early mallard zone in? Um, Oklahoma. You read a lot. Yeah, so there's a zone in Oklahoma, I think it's in the Panhandle, where they open duck season on like October 14th, which is like six weeks earlier than anywhere else in the south. And I've heard if they get good rains there, they call it the Mallard Zone, but I guess the teal are just freaking everywhere down there. <laughs> Did you know that in Arkansas they have an early white-fronted season? No. In or, mid-October they have like a 10-day season for specs. Because wow. they show the speckle bellies show up so early. There's no ducks around. There's no nothing. But like this is just you just read it. Did you know in Arkansas? Oh gosh, Nick. That any time that duck season is on one of their breaks, the conservation season for snow geese is in effect. You don't have to wait to the spring to put in tubes and run sound. Like there'll be like a five day period where they're like they're in between breaks on a, on a um, duck season. Yeah. Snow goose conservation season is in order. Okay, don't take my word for all this, though. Make sure you're reading the DNR before, I know, I went, before yeah. you put a tube on, on oh. in November Yeah, <laughs> and, and put the sound on. But that, is, that was, I remember reading that maybe one or two years ago, so okay. that might not be complete. But, but it's, it's one thing like, to, good to talk about is like, like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, and then like uh, California. You can look up on the California website. They've got, um, not only do they have like really awesome public land uh um, data, data for like where you can go hunting. They've got success published, so you can see like, oh, uh, ducks per person per day because you have to like sign in and sign out of these I, spots. There's yeah. spots that you can go hunting public land in California that on some dates has like six ducks per person per day. Number of hunters two hundred and fifty. You're like, what? 250 jabronis average six ducks a person? How is that even possible? That's insane good hunting. Yeah. You know, you just got to just read. Just like, uh, just go out there. Anyways, you got my, uh, you got my nerd bone tickled there pretty hard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you look for this stuff, it's out there. And it's ain't on Facebook. It's on. It's just right out there for anybody to read. Right. The, the, the government, these webs, the DNR is trying to help people have good hunts. Let that person be you. Yeah. That's no kidding. <laughs> right. So, anyways, also get the Goose Tech app and the Nick Johnson Signature Series Pacific Goose Call. Follow him on Instagram, Snapchat. The whole Follow me on Instagram, Nick A. Johnson, Snapchat, and Johnson. His phone number is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, um, thank you so much, Nick. How long have we been chatting? I think long enough. Enough. Twenty minutes. You're the longest out of the ten minutes, Weekle. But all right, sounds good. I got to go get ready for my uh, 
Youth calling clinic. Pass so I'm like on. 12 years old by law, so can I just have one of those? Do you want clothes? a Buck Gardner polycarbonate? <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. I'm just kidding. That's awesome what you're doing. Thank you for coming on, Nick. All right, man. Thanks a lot for having me. We're here at Game Fair again, and we got Mr. Max Barda. Max, how does it go, my man? I haven't seen you for a while. It's going good. Uh, it's kind of funny. I wasn't even planning on coming here until like about two days ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is it Have you made your way around the uh, fair and everything? Not really. Just made uh, one or two laps um, on kind of like the Upland Hill, the okay. dog stuff, and then uh, planning on going to the food and Waterfall Hill here after this. So Yeah, you had to leave the girlfriend for goose gossip, so I yeah, appreciate that. It's okay. <laughs> She'll go find a puppy or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. How's the adventures in Montana? I uh, mean, is, is Montana better than South Dakota? Uh, for what aspect? Um, I think livelihood. Let's go with that. Livelihood, yeah, I would say 100%. Really? Uh, maybe not so much hunting and walleye fishing. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, trout fishing out there is 10 times better. Yeah, you have been getting yeah. into that a lot, huh? Yeah, I've yeah, uh, been doing a lot of that um but then yeah um it's not the my it's not like the production state south dakota and north dakota are you okay, know what i mean yep. there, i mean there's not birds there to chase all year long yeah um you really have to wait for the migration push you know so it just kind of all depends so you i've been really like had to like make use of my weekends and make use of my time so right yeah. What about travel aspect lately for yourself? Has it been a lot with everything that you got going on? Um, honestly, not too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of put on this uh, fishing project this summer, uh, filming a bunch of that. Um, so, yeah, we did a little tour around Montana. But, yeah, that was basically it. Had a couple weddings really? this summer, doing a couple fun things. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, so you on your little vacation right now? Yeah, yeah, just getting done with it. Have to head back to Montana tomorrow morning, like, at... 6 a.m. So Ooh, yeah, I heard you and your girlfriend talking about that. Yeah. Flights. Yeah. How was the flight here? Uh, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't terrible at all. So it was just nice and easy direct flight. So was there anything new about Mr. Max since the last time that we've seen uh, each other? Um, anything new? Yeah, like new and exciting um, in your in your adventures of your life. You know what I mean? No, not really. Uh, dogs doing good. Yeah, Ruby. Work's going great. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of hunt tests with her I this think we summer. Were texting, so. We were texting about Ruby, and she's doing really well, huh? Yeah, she's doing great. She's killing it this summer. Um, a lot of time put into her. This yeah. is constantly. Um, I think I I personally ran her in three hunt tests this summer. Okay. And uh, a buddy ran her in one. But, um, yeah, we're in the highest level in the HRC um, okay. hunt test situation. So uh, she's got two more passes, and then she's going to be done with uh, HRC stuff. So. So now you're going to take that to the next level each time that you can with Ruby then? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think next summer I'll start with um, AKC. It's a whole just different type of test. Um, they say HRC is more hunting related um, and AKC is more field trial related. So Okay. Yeah. So you prepared for all that? Because uh, I know you said that you were kind of like self-teaching yourself about it then. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, I've been watching a lot of YouTube yeah. videos and had a lot of well, mentorship. you got to so. have a lot of friends in the industry to, oh, to yeah, help 100%. you with this stuff. Yeah, and every single hunt test, is, everyone's super willing to like teach you different things about uh, dog stuff, what you can do better, what you did wrong, if you failed. Yeah. So, and, and all the judges are super cool too. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, the last two hunt tests I've ran, I've failed on both Saturdays, but passed on Sunday. Really? Uh, just because the judges like took time, told me what I did wrong, how I can improve, and I just went the next day, showed up, and she did most of the work, yeah. but yeah. So what is, what, what is that aspect like, um, you know, not going from not having a dog and not doing any field tests? Is it just very exciting? Is that the only word that you could describe it as? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I'm really competitive. Yeah, and, you are. <laughs> um, I've put a lot of time in 
into that dog too. So like, I want to see her do good. And that's why we train so much is like, you just want to see your dog succeed. You do. And I think that's the most rewarding aspect of training your own dog is watching your dog not understand something yep. and then boom, they get it. And that's so. And see now, uh, last year you got to see your dog obviously work and train out in the field. Now, do you think the dog is going to work a lot better out in the field now with everything that Ruby's got figured out? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. hunting's a whole new world. I mean, with more people, more shotguns kind of thing. Yep. Uh, they say the best way to ruin a field like field trial dog is yeah. to take him hunting. Oh, okay. Just because you're there's so much going on, there's so much commotion. You let things slip, you're not as strict. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean she I hopefully she does great again this fall, but um yeah. So Max be is gonna one. turn into a dog trainer later on and, uh, and I drop wouldn't the say, camera. I wouldn't say <laughs> a dog trainer. Um my personal dogs, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it over and over again. So yep. And you think you're going to turn Ruby into like a trainer or like a training or like, sorry, a breeding dog by yeah, any chance? Yeah, you I are. think uh, 2024 all happened to maybe have her do some puppies. Does she so. have a previous pedigree then? Yeah, she does. She does. Okay, yes. that's got to help a lot. I've See, I'm so new to the whole pedigree thing mm -hmm. and how dogs, because eventually a dog is going to come into my life. But right now, obviously, yeah. livelihood is just that I can't take care yeah, of a dog. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, and that's what the hunt tests um, actually help out for is like getting those titles in front of their dog's name. So, yep. uh, yeah, right now Ruby's is like HR Snappers Red Gem. So, okay. uh, yeah, hopefully we're going to have HR, HRCH Ruby Snappers Red Gem and then Master Hunter one day. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she cool. is she a British then? No, she's American. She's American. Yep. Okay. Yep. Have you noticed a difference of like other friends that have Americans and British and everything? I mean, yeah, are you I mean, satisfied with the British lab, or sorry, the American lab. Yeah, I mean, I've I do most of my training with another British lab. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it just kind of all depends on what you're looking for, and um, I mean, it's hard to beat the Americans' drive. Really? I'm just gonna say that. I think is is the speed is with the British then? Uh, no, I think they're more calmer, relaxed. Um, maybe they're a little smarter yeah. with their decisions, but. Uh, yeah, the American labs are just like 100 miles an hour, 24/7. No, like, when, if you if you tell them go, they're they're going. Right. <laughs> so, I noticed that when yeah. when we went turkey hunting, and I think it was Webster, and that was a lot of fun. And I seen the ambition that that dog had. Oh yeah, that was the first time she went swimming off the dock. Yeah, yeah, that yeah was, that and was I was funny. over there fishing, and you're yeah. like you're like, hey, bring your pole, your own pole next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was funny. Hey, did you, did you see that? I sh you did see that I shot my turkey, so you got me yep. addicted to that. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Now you owe me money for that. Yeah, so, no, sorry. Just, just, just Venmo request me. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was kind of funny. Um, this last spring, I had two goals in mind. I was trying to get my one of my good friends um, from Montana his first bird. Okay. And then I promised my girlfriend I would get her her first bird. How You kind of briefly told me through text how, how great it was. Oh, Can yeah. you kind of it express was, it? Cause, I mean, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, um, this, we, we just went out for a weekend, uh, did some camping, but... Um, Saturday we came so dang close and I still had a tag in my pocket. Um, the bird gobbled probably like 150 times. Like not, I'm not exaggerating at all, just on the limb. And then as soon as he came down, he was pissed the whole time. Yeah. And he gobbled all the way up to the decoys and he needed to go like five more steps and then boom, she would have had a shot. But, uh, I think I made a mistake. I told her to pull up too late on her gun. Okay. And, uh, out of the corner of his eye, I mean, they can see like freaking amazing. They can. Uh, he just saw her pull up. Took like five steps back behind the brush, stopped, 
took two steps back, gobbled, and he's like, yep, see you guys. And oh. then um, I had to shoot him on the run. Uh, okay. But then, I mean, after that, she was kind of bummed, but still happy. And I just felt, felt so bad. There's a, I, I have a video of... <laughs> of the whole thing going down and at right after I shoot I the first thing I said is I'm so sorry <laughs> it's pretty funny um but yeah the next well that afternoon we were scouting and uh found a couple or just one bird with a couple hens and got permission on it set up the next morning it was like picture perfect yeah um sat there waited all morning um it was like the total opposite turkey hunt he barely gobbled um but it was pretty pretty overcast pretty rainy and then um yeah, basically, he just followed his hens right into the decoys, and she shot him, like, at 30 yards. That was her first turkey, too? Yeah, yeah. What about it, what about just hunting experiences? Is that kind of, like, her first time I out mean, in the hunting no, experience? No, no, I mean, not at all. I mean, growing up, her dad took her in the woods 24-7. Okay. Deer hunting, sitting in the tree stand. Yeah, that was no disrespect to her, because no. I, I, oh, no, I know not nothing about your relationship with her. So. Yeah, uh, and, like, I think that was, like, I want to say, like, her 10th year turkey hunting, oh. and she's never been able to shoot one. Oh, that's and why so, it was like, very emotional. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she was like, she's had everything gone wrong from uh, shells not going off, missing turkeys, uh, just whatever. Ten seasons. Yeah. I mean, ten springs. Like, In the Pearl I mean, Max she's, she, she's, not, she's not like the biggest turkey on the wood. Yeah. Like, I, I think her turkey season is like three times the woods this spring. Yeah. You know, so. But There you go. Yeah. So What's, ne what's next for you and... The old lady then, uh, for hunting reasons. Hunting reasons, I think we're going to get her out into the goose field. There you go. Uh, maybe shoot some ducks, something like that. Um, I really want her to see, like, watch Ruby work out in the field. And, yep. Uh, because, like, when you get a dog out there, it's like they're a whole new dog. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's only seen him, seen Ruby, like, in the house and, like, training kind of thing, but never actually in a hunting situation. So I think that's my goal for net this fall. Um, but, yeah, just have some fun and... I hope to see more of it, Max. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's good to see you though, yeah. too. Again, it's good, it's good to see you too. Yeah, um, I seen my phone and service is really bad, and I seen Max Barda. And I was yeah, like, well, hell, man. Well, like I, like I said, I was like, uh, was I mean, we we spoke on the phone a couple weeks ago. I, I think, think so. Yeah, because when I was trying to get yeah. uh, thir or get my uh, Nebraska turkey tag filled because uh -huh. I purchased one and it ended up was not the buddy's fault but yeah, i was yeah. trying to get it filled and it just wouldn't work out but yeah, yeah. uh but you asked me you're like are you going to game for this year i was like i don't plan on like i'm out of montana can't make it yeah and then like two days ago i was like oh crap game fair starts this weekend so yeah we just have to make make the trip so i appreciate it yeah well i'm not gonna hold you up from going and checking out this amazing yeah, event they got here hey. Look, looking forward to it so i might spend some Spend some cash here, Spend too. some cash oh, we'll here. We'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Hey, thanks for jumping on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're back again today, and I have across from me Nathan Coldiron. Nathan, how's it go? Pretty good, man. How are you? Just met you today. Went up, said hi to Scott, and yep. you were floating around. And Were you working the booth today and yep. yesterday? Yep, working both days and tomorrow, too. So, What's your experiences so late, or so much lately? Um, I mean, we've been really busy. Really? Uh, just came out with a new Coca-Cola Triumph, um, so a lot of people have been after that. <laughs> Um, new Old River Man and Coca Cola Barrel, so a lot of people have been after it, and you know how it is it, from Minnesota. So, you know, guys, all, all they want to do is come to Scott and yeah. see what he's got to offer with new apparel too. So we've been really busy. How long you been with Molt Gear? Uh, I've been with Molt Gear since 2015, I believe. Okay, That's so awesome. it's been quite. It's been a. It's been a fun time. Is how many times you became to Game Fair then? This is my second year. Second year. Yeah, last year was my first year, so. And you're a lot more uh, adjacent to everything, and it's kind of all soaking in. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of get adapt to, you know, talking to people online, and you, you know, talk to people in 
in person. So it's a little different, right. you know, putting faces to, you know, messages or right. people I've sold calls to, or, so it's a, it's a pretty good experience. So, um, it, it's, it, we've been, like I said, we've been really busy, so we don't have cell service up on top of the hill. So everything has to be handwritten. So oh. I'm kind of, kind of the guy for that. And it's kind of cool to, to just talk to everybody and just get to know everybody a little bit better. So, um, my next question was going to be is where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, I am from North Judson, Indiana. Okay. Uh, so it's Northwest Indiana. I'm about 60 miles uh, southeast of Chicago. So it's about an hour south of okay. Michigan and then an hour east of Illinois. So you drove here? Yep. It was about seven and a half hour drive. So not too bad. Not too bad. Mm -mm. No, nah, not at all. No. Nah. How's hunting over there? It's all right. I mean, we have, uh, you know, quite a few geese. Um, you know, the ducks tend to been rolling through a little bit later in the season because the weather can be so hit or miss. Yeah. You know, we've been dealing with a lot of mild uh, falls. So, you know, our duck season doesn't, you know, it, it ends in mid, you know, mid-December. So, you know, we, when we get really, really cold, that's when they start to push down and push through. So, you know, we, we can kind of get on some mallard shoots, but most of the time it's, you know, early wood ducks. And then, um, you know, the mallards are just kind of not there unless you have like a really you know crazy deal where we get a lot of weather so you know weather based but it's not bad honey we do pretty good for ourselves so i don't know much anything about your state what about local pressure is there a lot of a local lot. pressure yeah yep. a lot you know we, we've got more and more uh the last couple of years you know you got more guys okay. that you know we we tend to hunt with you know a few more people than than most okay. so we're running a frames on edges or you know running ground blinds when we can uh, but yeah the pressure is it's been more and more um, heavy, I guess, the last probably the last five years, which, you know, a lot of guys say that the younger generation is, is getting away from the hunting. And yeah. but we, that's not what we see in our area, you know, but, okay, good. you know, but we have a lot of guys that uh, are willing to put in the, the time to go scout and do the right thing and knock on doors like, you know, we you should do use Onyx a lot. So, you know, we do pretty well for ourselves, and we have a pretty good relationship with a lot of farmers that the geese kind of tend to kind of go to every year. Okay. So it's nice to, you know, get back and, uh, you know, talk to those farmers again and just to double up and make sure everything's good and no problems. And so, you know, with the guys that we have, they're really dedicated. So we, we do really well. How do you keep those relations without giving away your tips um, with a lot of the farmers around even your state? I mean, it's very situational with a lot of states that it, across the board, like my situation might be very different from yours. What's right. a quick tip that maybe somebody could take home from this? Um, just, you know, not visit them during hunting season. Okay. Um, you know, stop in, um, talk to your farmer or your landowners and, you know, see if they need a, a tree moved or, you know, brush cut or if they need any help with anything. If, you know, we deal with a lot of elderly uh, farmers that are just old school and, you know, sometimes they want a little something or if, you know, or even a, a card, a, a gift card at the end of the year to say thank you or, you know, having jerky made or just something to show appreciation of them allowing you to hunt their land. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a respect thing. You know, we, we leave everything as we as we come to it and you know, leave no shells behind, no, yep. no garbage, try not to track up any fields, run, you know, be crazy through, um, you know, with the trucks and the trailers. So we try to be as apt and, and be as polite and respectful to everybody, not only them, but their neighbors too, because, you know, if neighbors have a problem, then they complain to the landowner and the landowner is going to be the first one to say no. So you just got to be respectful and, you know, good things can usually happen. What's your push on the most ethical way to, um, say, hunt with others and things of that nature? Because there is an ethical way, just like there's go or golf ethics right. or ethical things that you do on the golf course. And at the same time, hunting has 
ethics, like, you know what I mean? And they're not rules that you absolutely have to follow. That's not the definition of ethics. I mean, what's your standpoint on that? Like when you're out in the field with friends or even meeting new friends, you know? I just think being, um, you know, gun safety overall. Okay. Um, you know, we're all respectful with our ch- with each other, and we have people that we have to go home to. And, you know, at the end of the day, as, you know, as, as long as, you know, we're not trying to be overbearing with somebody that may be new to the group or a friend that's never hunted before. But, you know, it's always about gun safety, first and foremost. And you want to leave and you want to leave the field as yeah. safe as you did when you entered it, you know. Yeah. And it's dangerous enough, you know, driving and, and stuff like that on the roads as it is, you know, with the crazy drivers. But, you know, we just try to try to be as safe as possible as, as far as the guns go. And, um, you know, we just try to have a good time. It's not really... Um, you know, earlier in, in my hunting life, you know, we, we always right. worried about the pile. Yeah. Now it's about the friendship, the relationships, the, you know, some of our best hunts are when we shoot none or a handful rather than a 10 man limit. Yeah. So, you know, it all just boils down to, you know, just having fun with the boys and, you know, we're kind of all getting older and getting married and having kids and, you know, so we have outside obligations rather than hunting every single weekend like we used to when, you know we were in mid-20s and just didn't have no care in the world but just sides hunt and that's it so you know for the time especially for me my time is kind of limited in the field so you know i just try to be as respectful and and just try, try to have as much fun with the guys as, as i can so now you have you have started a family right i have two kids yes uh so now that aspect like waterfall takes a lot and that's kind of what you're mm-hmm. talking about now that aspect how did it change like for yourself i mean the biggest thing is uh i mean it's not the the greatest part of my life but i, I went through a divorce last year okay um so you know i have my kids every other weekend and uh so it's it, it kind of it can be tough you know but sometimes you know we have a good shoot and i've got my kids so yeah. you know i miss out on quite a bit but you know obviously time with the kids is is limited so i try to take advantage with that as much as i can and the guys understand that, you know, I can't, I'm not able to scout as much, um, you know, run around as much and, you know, even hunt as much because of my family obligations. And I guess my, my biggest thing is to be the best dad to those two kids as I can. So, Absolutely. you know, that's kind of where like the, the life kind of takes over a little bit, yeah. but you know, we make it work and the guys understand that I have, you know, some of the best friends, you know, hunting friends and best friends that, you know, I've created over the years that. And they all understand that. So, yeah. you know, I can't sometimes put in the time as others, but, you know, they don't treat me any differently. And I can't thank them enough for that. I don't dive into people's lives. Yeah. But obviously, like, it is a, I like asking broad questions, or not broad questions, like, kind of like weird questions and don't take it anything wrong. But no, I mean, like, um, how did you control your composure? Because I've been using these three words as composure, patience, and, um, oh my gosh, what's the last one? Composure, patience, and, oh my gosh. Anyways. How do you control like yourself when something like that happens in your life? Like, what did you do? Um, just try to take the positive from everything. Okay. Um, even though it was it was the hardest part of my life or the hardest time, yeah. starting over at 35 years old. <laughs> um, but you know, I just try to knew that the biggest thing is that those two kids and and being a father is like the greatest gift ever in this world is, yeah. is becoming a father, and if if i can be the best dad to those two kids everything else will kind of like fall into place because if yeah. i'm in a, if i'm in a dark area in my life like you're you know you're you know i mean going down a, a dark path which you know i mean mental health is a huge thing like i experienced a few things that you know with you know depression and anxiety and i'm not afraid to talk about it right and you know a lot of more a lot of guys are even talking about that 
um, more and more and more. It's which, awesome. Which I think it needs to be brought to light because, you know, I turned to people that I probably wouldn't have ever turned to before that when I was struggling. And but at the end of the day, you know, I just kind of always saw the light at the end of the tunnel getting brighter. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't going to dwell on the past as much as I need to focus on the future. The last word was stress control or sorry composure stress and <laughs> patience <laughs> I'm losing hey, it we'll get it we'll get it it's we'll been a long it. it's been yeah, a long day no, and a half like i so like a lot of people on podcasts they talk a lot about like all these great things that happen in people's lives but yeah i think a lot goes on in people's lives that have been through hell like seriously yeah, i real. don't know your life at all yeah for real but you probably have went through a, hell it was, it was a living hell and it's like you speaking about you know what you went through can help somebody small scale right. you know what i mean we can sit here and talk about goose hunting all day. Yeah, Mo, for real. We could, but you can only beat a dead horse about how to kill a goose. Right. And this is about like just like introducing people yeah. and how their stuff is going on. I didn't know that. Now I know. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. That's I mean, good. You know, I'm probably not the most known person on your podcast. Oh my god. But you know, why it, did you have to but, say that? But for real, if somebody if somebody is yeah. struggling, if, if somebody is is you know looking for somebody to talk to, looking yeah. for a stranger to talk to, right? You know, I mean. Never know who may be willing to listen. I'm I, I'm always open. My face, Man, you know my. Insta- well, I appreciate you, you know, for bringing that up. You know my social media is always open. Like if yeah. somebody wants to talk, like I'll give somebody my cell phone number if you want to talk about it. If you're struggling, if you're you yeah. know going through you know so you know some you know some, some severe sort of, thing. Yeah, if you're going through you know depression or anxiety, like I've never had an anxiety attack until last year. Like it was a Ooh. big thing. Yeah, like, I've it was had a big thing. Anxiety attack. And it was going. It, I mean, it was going fishing. And it was like, I couldn't breathe. Like, it was just something that I've never experienced yeah, before. It's scary. But now it's like, I know what it is. And I brought it to the light of what it is. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not made, medicated on anything. I don't take anything. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump into this. I awesome. don't believe it. I don't believe that I, you should devise and live on a pill. No, absolutely not. And there's other people that might need it. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I don't believe in that right. because I want my own self-control to take yeah. over that. You know, even though it's hard because it I, I was, it at, is you know, at first, like it was like going to the doctor and stuff. And that was the first thing that I had said was like, I don't want to have to, you know, rely on, on a drug or a pill to help me. Right. So, you know, that's it's it's kind of like a self self-taught thing where you can overcome it and just understand and why. And it's slow. It is. It's very slow. And there's some over the counter stuff that's not so bad that, you know. Right. Ollie stress relief. Thank you very much. <laughs> no free ads. And you know the biggest stress relief? <laughs> Blowing a goose call. Yeah. I mean that coming. Yeah, that's the thing too. Coming here and just in, enjoying it and talking with you. Yeah. You know, like I hit you up on Facebook. I think last week, seeing yeah. if you were coming because I yeah. you know, listened to the pod and want to at least introduce myself and yeah. You know, it's get y'all hooked up with a free tune. Yeah, free tune. Free tune. That's what we do. Scott needs to, still needs to come over here. Yeah. Each time him. he walks by, I'm yeah, not I'll here. T- I'll tell him that he needs to come down here and talk. I might to as well you. just sit my ass on that cooler and yeah. not move. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, when I walked up there, I was just coming to say hi to Scott because I still haven't even met Scott. Yeah. And now we're working together here and there with some things, and it's just yeah, like absolutely. And now I ran into you, and I'm like, man, I've been running into people left and right. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, well, I mean, I'm nobody. <laughs> That. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad yeah, you, I'm glad you came on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. You, I'm glad. Thank you, you so me. much for having like an open mind about it, because that's what it's about. That's yeah, what absolutely. I try to do. Right. A lot of people are like, "What do you? What do you talk about?" Man, half the time I don't know where it goes. Yeah, well, I've never been on a podcast before, so this is my first one. So well, we'll do a full hour one in the future. How yeah, about whenever. That? Okay. Yeah, whenever okay. you need me, I'll, jump, I'll give you my number. And yeah, we'll jot down we'll, the phone we'll, number. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, and you never know what may happen. Yeah, good things. 
We'll I love your last name. I just got to say it on you. I mean, it is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of compliments. It's, a, so. it's the easiest last name I've had to say. But yeah. thanks, Nathan. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Game you. Fair is going to be fun. Game Fair is awesome. Peace out. See ya. We're back again. We got my buddy Keenan Mackey. Just met you. Yes, sir. He pulled up to the booth and... You looked at me, and I'm like, I should know him. <laughs> but I've never seen your face ever, yeah. so it's nice to finally meet you, man. Nice to meet you, too, dude. How's today going? Busy. Good Busy? day, though. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't ask for better weather, though. Last year, yes. it was so hot. I don't know if you came last year at I all. I didn't. I, this is so, the first time I've ever been to Game Fair yeah. and ever having a booth, so. Yeah. Last year was my, so I was an intern for DRC, Corey Lawford, last year. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, came to Game Fair, and it was so hot. Like, oh. yeah, I, I couldn't even keep on top of my fluids, man. It was just like... Shaking hands, kissing babies type of deal, and working, in, working <laughs> yeah. in the booth. And it's just like, dude, like I'm drinking as much water as I can, and I still don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm just sweating it straight out. Uh, like it's, and it's, it's not even that hot here. No, no, it's perfect. It I mean, really isn't. Good old grinder pants on, open the vents up. I cooled you bit. down a little bit with the Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell him that. I'm sitting here at Justin Keenan's fucking mic, and I forget that I just opened up a full Red Bull. And Parker goes, Levi, Levi. And I'm like, what? And I'm just spilling Red Bull over Keenan. He doesn't like, even say nothing. It was like the Midwestern thing. He's like, oh, uh. <laughs> you couldn't say anything. It's like, I don't want to be a, a like a, I don't want to be a What dick, do you mean? You know? Just, just be, like, like, be like, yo, what are you doing? I'll do it. wash off, you know? <laughs> it's not a big deal. Well, here's my official apology again. <laughs> apology accepted. Perfect. Thank you. Um, where are you from? You're from Minnesota, right? Yep. How yep. far are you from? Where's your hometown from here? So, hometown. Grew up in Becker, Minnesota. Okay. So, How yeah. far is that from Cambridge? We're staying at Parker's Cambridge. place. So, fun fact, my, my old man and my mom went to high school in Cambridge. Oh, they're both from Cambridge. You might have to talk yep. to Parker after this. Yeah. Then. So, um, but then they both uh, teach in Monticello. Okay. So that's where I went to school, but grew up in Becker. So Becker is about 20 minutes from Monticello, about 25 minutes south of St. Cloud-ish, 20, 25 around there. So this is going to be a fun subject. You ready? Yeah. You ready for Sodak? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever been to Sodak? I've never officially hunted out of state. No. Monday will be my first time. Oh, dang it. Don't no! Don't go! Don't go! Don't go out of state. Dude, Let's have to go to be the first one. Dude, we got a loaded loaf in Nodak. Do I have an invite? Let me let me do some. No, I'm just kidding. I can't go. I gotta work. Oh, dude. No, I know, dude. Yeah, I gotta I gotta work Tuesday, Wednesday. I can only make it out for a day. What's your what, what's your anticipation of Sodak? Like quick anticipation, what you think it's gonna be? For are you talking birds or just the experience? I think the experience, the ex- dude. It's going to be so much fun. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Has Zach told you a lot about his first experiences there? Yeah. 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 I think I think finally, like, getting all the boys together. Yeah. And then JC. But, I mean, she's one of the boys, right? She so, is. She is um, one of the boys. <laughs> I think it's just going to be good. Like, whether we shoot some or not. But I I, I really never care about numbers. I think. Birds. So just, well, you're, you know, you're one more off my list to meet before. Um, everyone's met. Yeah, well, no, I got four more to meet. Okay, but then those four aren't—I'm not going to meet oh, them until, until South Dakota. Until South Dakota, right on. Which and three of them are from Texas, and they might—if they get their elk, talk, or elk tags drawn, they're not coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Where they where they drawn their elk tags for? Pennsylvania. Really? Ten dollar non-resident. I shouldn't share this, but oh, dude, it's a dude, lottery. Here, here's the deal, though. Like the elk out there. Are massive. Yeah, that's what like, he said. You heard? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. Like, some, let's jump this. Like, let's jump yeah. this. <laughs> I could go all day on hunting, man. I just so you, name you, it. you do do some big game hunting, then, dude. Love everything about it. Haven't done it yet. Really? Yeah. I think so, I'm on the same scripture like, as you. Yeah, I grew up like very middle class family. I mean, I love my parents. Like both my parents are teachers. Yeah. So like my old man and I were 
dude, we're best friends. Like, we grew up hunting together. Like, yeah. I didn't really have, like, a huge hunting group. Like, I rolled with, like, some guys do when they're in high school and stuff like that, even college. So where I went to college, my dad and I had property, like, half hour north. So he was up every weekend anyway. So I was like, dude, yeah, we're going to go duck hunt and deer hunt, like, right there. Right. So, yeah. So we have <clears throat> some private land, 40 acres, surrounded by a bunch of state land. Some really sweet duck hunting over there. Gonna keep it on DL, but I'll try to. I'll, <laughs> no, try, to ta- I'll try to take you over there sometime. So, okay, yeah, yeah, we're on a short ten minutes yeah. anyway, so yeah. well, we're on that ten minutes. But yeah. uh, so camera wise, I don't know much about you and your camera. Can you tell me a little bit about your experiences that you've? I've, I've had so many photographers on because yeah. I'm one myself. Yeah, dude. So it's so fun to listen. Not how you started, because I, I mean that's uh, it's yeah, not everyone boring. Has, everyone has a sob story right. and how they started. But yeah. what is your what is your outlook on your life with it? Um. I've always been taking photos, dude. Okay. Um, whether, so like, I'm 23. I'm not sure how old you are. I'm 24. Okay. So yeah. like, right when I'm we started. I'm older than you. Okay. Right when we started high school, it was like right when the iPhone 4 came out. Okay. And it was like, game changer. You have a phone that can take a camera. Like, everyone has a phone on them anyways. Right. So I was always outdoors, like, growing up as a kid, like, always, like, stole my mom. So my mom runs a yearbook. She always took pictures. So that's like was kind of stemmed into me but never okay. forced right right and it's kind of like we had an extra camera laying around i'm like hey can i use this like yeah sure use it and then she ended up getting a new one and that's the one i have now okay um and that's just like my main photo camera and then <clears throat> this past year i started upgrading equipment there you go but i switched to sony i didn't go to canon route okay let's end this not <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. dude i was i was all for canon but it's just isn't the, it kind of it, it does it's, get political with everything. But it's I think it's a Ford Chevy type of deal, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so these three words, I, I asked Zach Rutledge them, okay? You've got composure, patience, and stress. How do those three bounce off you, and how do you control all three of them? Composure, patience, and stress. Yeah. Okay. They bounce so. off of each other, or do you think they don't bounce off of each other? So in any, situa- or any my, situation in life. My main profession is teaching. Okay. I am a teacher, so um, I need to use all three of those in my daily life. Yep. So um, keeping my composure in stressful situations and in really good situations. Yep. And then um, what was the other one? Composure. Composure, stress, and patience. Patience, yeah. So patience is a really big thing. I think everyone in life... We all have, especially in this industry, we all have really big goals. We and do. I think especially the younger guys. Yeah. Um, and everyone has really big dreams, what they want to do. But yep. sometimes, like, you just got to put some perspective in. It's like, hey, you need to be patient, too. You do. But you got to put the nose in the ground. So. And Waterfowl teaches all three of those, I really think. Don't oh, you agree? every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you go out, it doesn't matter if you have a camera in your hand or if you're going out hunting with your boys or if you're scouting. Every day is an opportunity to learn. It is. And even when those stressful situations, like, let's say for Zach Brown. He's yep. running clients all year round. Who's Zach Brown? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's a picture of him. <laughs> oh, <there laughs> no. So, yeah, like those guys down there, like you're running clients year round. And like last year was a pretty bad like, yeah. duck year, especially um, with that drought. Like it can be stressful. Like, you yeah. got to keep your composure. You got to make the experience fun. I think if you can, during stressful situations, if you can keep your composure and be patient with whatever's going on, right. everyone's going to have a better time. Do you love the life you live? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What would you change if you could go back five years? Just five years. Not your whole life. What would you change five years ago? Not go to college. Not go to college? Yeah. I've heard of that a lot. I dropped out, and I have a different perspective that I wish I was if I If I could know the things I did know five years ago, yeah, like where I'm at right now, I would yeah. go to college. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think that everybody has their own personal experience I, with it. Yeah. I'd honestly pick up a trade. 
See, that's what I did. Yeah. See, I went to school for, well, it was supposed to be two years, and I dropped out after one year because I failed. Mm-hmm. I could basically failed because I went hunting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, got a call, went to a random state, random town, and worked in the same industry, but went from shovel up. Yeah. So, no, it's weird. Life is weird. Yeah. I don't understand it. Do you, do you understand life? No one does, dude. Do you think there's one person? That, okay, Elon Musk. Understands I was just about to say that. <laughs> dude, he was just on the Nelk podcast. Yeah, I know, dude. That, was that so is sweet. legendary. Like, he's been on Joe Rogan, Nelk, yeah. and you name it. Yeah. I get him on next. <laughs> there's no way. Didn't the Nelk boys have Trump on? Yeah. Dude. And then it, he had, they had it published onto YouTube, and it and got... they took it down. They took it down. Yeah. They raided his house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't follow that kind of stuff. I don't either, yeah. but yeah, Parker's I, I, dad will you down. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't even get my Facebook right now, which honestly is the best thing ever. Really? Except for I, I can't get TikTok. Mar- I can't get in the marketplace, so that sucks. Uh, did you, do you still have TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I don't know. spend much time on it. Though. Okay, that's good. That's the reason why I deleted like, it. Because my screen time was like triple or <laughs> oh, quadruple of yeah, anything else. Productivity was like down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like when you look at it and Instagram or something like that is what you use for like infrastructure of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And some other app that is completely useless yeah. and doesn't let you promote or do anything with your life. Yeah. And it takes up seven times or eight times the screen time of yeah. your main. Yeah, never mind. Did you not get like a ton of... Um, unless it, I mean, it depends on TikTok's algorithm was nuts, but I get a lot of inspiration from it too. You do. There's some raw talent outside, like of just in videography, especially. Like I've noticed though that Instagram Reels. I wasn't even on Instagram Reels for like this is since I've deleted TikTok. Now I'm on the Instagram Reels. I found out that they they aperture your liking very fast because mm-hmm. I like anything that's like camera work or anything like that. Ninety yeah. percent of the stuff I scroll. Oh, same. And it's crazy. Yeah. But TikTok would never do that for yeah. me. It would just people dancing with their shirts off and they're naked, but oh, no, no but th- that idea. doesn't go against the guidelines at all. <laughs> no, I know. And then you try to post on a bird getting smashed. Like, Not even smashed, just flying in the air. Or just flying in the air. Bird 20 photos. fucking views. Dude. Yeah. No, and it's your few view friends from gets, Arkansas. Gets flagged right when you post it. Oh, the, the reason, another reason why I deleted it is because I had an account warning. And if you want to listen to all of it, dude, me and this Brewster... Feller from from North Carolina. Oh, we beat that bush up and trimmed it down about TikTok. Yeah, you and Jaden went on to it a little bit too. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were talking about life though too. Dude, I talk about a lot about life. Oh yeah. That's why you're you're probably like, man. Everybody thinks I talk about hunting. Like obviously it's goose gossip, but like, man, I I like I like digging into people's life. Oh yeah. I want to know everything about you. (laughs) 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 Anything new that you got coming on, going on? Coming up, uh, not a whole lot, man. Just keeping those grindstone. There you go, there you go. That's a good song. Yeah, I love that song. Oh, Tyler Childers, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite song? By Tyler Childers. No, anytime. Anytime. Shoot, dude. So like, I'm a music junkie, man. Yeah. And like, you could probably talk to Zach about it. I'll go for days about it. Well, let's um, just not talk about Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's a, it's a relation we have. It's a connection. So I was just trying to. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to burn, burn favorite. Thing. So you're saying favorite song of all time? Yep. I got to go back to my roots. It's like it, it can't be beat. It's Simple Man, Shine Down cover. I went and seen them with my ex girlfriend. Well, Dude. we were dating at the time, and now we're exes. That's but unfortunate. That's okay, but, but Shine Down. So yeah, it's quick story. Time. We were at that concert the whole time. The only reason I went is for that song, and they went all the way down. The sh- the lights shut down. I'm like, and nobody's Encore. leaving. 
and Encore. And he was all the way up there, and we were in the nosebleeds. And for no reason, these spots lights came down. Boom! From here to 50 yards away instead of 250 yards yeah. away. He was on this little stage. And then the first guitar or whatever, the first drum hit, and I knew it was Shine Down. And I was like, oh, no! Yeah. yeah. Let's go listen to that song. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sucks to just cut it. I know. What? Hey, we'll get another one in at South Dakota. Yeah, dude. You ready for that? So ready. Dude, I don't think you're mentally prepared for six, seven guys on a podcast. I'm not. Do you have enough equipment for that? Yeah, I have six mic imports. How many mics do you have? Six mics, six stands, all like this. Well, not like these mics, but yeah. I'll have to show you my mic It'll bump case. Out. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick around for a little bit. Well, you'll see it later. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> We're here with Cal and Joey. Cal, Joey, how's it going? Good. Good? Dude, it's so good. <laughs> Where are you guys at? You guys hanging out up at, the, at Scott's booth then? Yeah, we have some of our merch for Midwest Flowers up at Scott's booth and the Mulkier booth. The the booth of 100 companies. Yeah. The booth of 100 The com- booth of 100 companies. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think there's 89 people in that booth at all times, and it's really hot. He's got, like, I swear to gosh, like, a big party almost in the background of it. No, straight up. And it, I think that's fun. Well, you got Paul cooking food constantly. Nuh-uh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, well shh. You can't say that at Game Fair. No. Oh. Oops. Maybe. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Should we start over? No, 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 no. It's totally fine. If you think the owner of Game Fair listens to this podcast, I would be really impressed. I'd be really impressed because too. he doesn't even listen to me when I speak to him face to face. You know? Yeah. Who knows? I'm a nobody, dude. I'm a nobody too. Yeah, he's pretty old to be caring about what we're doing. Yeah. To be honest, so I think so. If I'm his age and I care about what people are doing at my age, something's wrong. I think I think this Game Fair event is very awesome, though. You know, I mean, it's very. Uh, ethical with a lot of people the vendors that are here you know there's a lot of interesting vendors as too as well sorry have you guys had a booth here before we are always in the booth of 100 companies yeah you guys are you guys are yeah. just like you guys are partnering up with everybody and hanging out yeah well we're broke you You're know broke? so i can't i can't pay for a booth oh no so when scott says yeah you can come and sell merch in my booth and i go yes please yes, thank please. you yep cuz way guys, better cuz you guys had the booth at squad fest uh, the first year how'd that go for you guys we did, but we actually, it was a Mulkier booth. <laughs> so we literally went down there on behalf of Scott and just sold his calls and had our merch okay. at his booth. So that was like the deal. Scott was like, all right, take my calls, sell them, you know, and you can sell all your merch. I won't bring any merch there. Yeah. So that's what we did. So and it was good, dude. Sold a lot of merch. Squad Fest last year was so much fun. Wish we could have gone this year, but I just had a kid in July, so I couldn't go. Oh, really? How is it having the newborn? Oh, it's sleepless, a lot of screaming and crying mm. from me, and, um, you know, but life is good. She's gorgeous, man. Having a kid is unbelievable. I bet. It's so cool. Cal, you have a child, don't you? I have zero children so oh. far, except for Joey. I take I'm care of him son. most of the time. I'm his child. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, I, I do take care of Joey. I make sure he, you know, goes to work and does things and <laughs> eats food. You know, he forgets to eat. That's, That's why he's so skinny. You, did you eat today? No, no, he ate oh, tater tots, <laughs> tater which tater. was not sanctioned by me, so he's in trouble for that. <laughs> According to Cal, I did not eat today, so. <laughs> what about the hunting like, season? You guys ready for it to kick off? No. No. Don't ever start. No, don't ever start. You don't like hunting? No, you'd rather not hunt. No, I actually joined PETA. <laughs> We're actually just in this so we can hang out at the booth of 100 companies, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's why we started Midwest Flyways, but... 
No, we're excited, man. We're ready. I mean, I think now with everybody just being kind of busy, it's a little difficult for us to maybe like actually do the stuff we need to to get ready all the time. Right. But we'll be fine. What about how how did Midwest Flyway start for you guys? Um, well, Cal, I took Cal out hunting like what eight, nine years ago now, ten years ago now, and then uh, he fell in love with it. And then um, Connor, the really good videographer who also owns a company with us, okay, he, uh, him, and I were mortal enemies in high school, and then we all just like squashed our beef and right. started a company together, and it's been rolling. Okay. Been rolling, dude. Yeah, I mean, I basically, I actually truly got inspired by the Dr. Duck film that Yeti did. Okay. With, you know, Ben Potter from Kane Outdoors made that. Yep. And um, when I saw that, and I was in love with duck hunting at that point, then I was like, you know what, Connor is a videographer, and Connor was working for a big media agency at that time, producing videos, and so we were like, I hit up Connor, and I'm like, dude, we could make some videos like this. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, and I'm like, but... Like, we need to bring Joey in on this. And he's yeah. like, why? I'm like, Joey's a great personality. He's my best friend. And he's a great hunter. Yeah. And Connor's like, yeah, but I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> really? He said that flat out. Oh, yeah. He, they did not like each other. They both hated each other. So I, like, set up this little lunch where we went to Broadway Pizza. And, it, yeah, we... Green Mill. Green Mill. We went to Green Mill Pizza. Terrible pizza. Um, <laughs> terrible ambiance. But uh, no, it was Joey, Connor, me. We sat down and they had lunch. And this was like five years out of high school. No, it was like three years out of high school. Yeah, because we were like 20. No, yeah, you're we right. started this in Six years ago. 2016. 2016. Yeah. So I'm, I lied. It was like seven years out of high school. Okay. So we sit down though and they're like, you know, we're kind of like not little boys anymore. Like it's all good. And we literally at Green Mill squashed the beef and just started Midwest Flyways, man. How's the podcast going? Really, really good. I like you guys' podcast. Thanks, a lot. man. Appreciate that, Joey. Well, thank you. What do you think of the podcast? Our podcast? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the podcast is what you said. But um, okay. no, I it was really cool. Um, Cal's essentially just like the idea guy, yeah. you know, and he comes up with all these things, and, uh, and then it turns out really, really good. I never thought we'd have that many people listening to our podcast, dude. Really? It's so wild. Is it? In like two years, it just blew up. That's awesome. It's like the coolest thing ever. And whenever we're doing a show like this, everyone comes up and says, dude, we love the podcast. Oh my yeah. God. And I'm just like blown away. Right. And blown I mean, away. it's eye opening. Like it's, it's crazy to hear, um, information from others that listen to it. And then it's like, it's like, wow. Like, I mean, I didn't expect it to be like that. And it's, it's like I said, eye opening, you know, mm-hmm. it's really eye opening. What, what made you start this podcast? I was on one, uh, a, a friend of mine that was from back home. And ever since I left that microphone, I was like, man, I got to go buy the stuff. Called my buddy that was a, or I texted my buddy that was a tech savvy guy. I said, how do I do this? And he completely lined me up. And funny thing is, is his name is Levi too, Levi Olson. So the intro that that you may hear or whatever, um, with the goose sounds and everything of that nature, that was built by him. And I was sitting there hanging out with him while it was going down and, and kind of just picked it apart. And then from there, from start to go of the first episode of when I thought about doing it to then, it was like a three-month process. And I, ever since I started, it's been a blast. So let me get this straight. You went on someone else's podcast, and you're like, wow, I love the sound of my voice. I want to hear that more? Is that what you said? I, no, I, th- <laughs> I think it was more like, see that? No, I hate my voice. I hate my voice. Same. Yeah, Same. exactly. I hate hearing it over and over. But I would have to say uh, talking to a whole bunch of people from all over. 
Like literally that starting, is cool, man. starting friendships that you never would have ever imagined and not even meeting them for years and then running into them, you know? Sure. Like you guys know Zach and Jace. Like I had them on a podcast and then the next thing you know, I'm meeting them somewhere and I don't even know. Making out with them, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> Mostly Zach. Look at that hair. Yeah, no kidding. That's a good looking dude, man. W- you better be careful. I would. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You guys are both good-looking men, too. Nope. No. Nope. But thank you for lying to me. And now we have to go. <laughs> Can't be getting hard on someone else's No, that's you know. it's only a 10-minute sequel, so... Midwest Flyway Boys, you guys ready to rock and roll? Hunting season. It's coming up. Dude, I'm, I'm very ready. I'm about to head out to North Dakota, apparently, in two days. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I leave tomorrow. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess that is tomorrow. Yep. You guys are in the big duck fanatic, though. Are you guys gonna try to do some more goose hunting and stuff? Yeah, we do everything. Well, I know, but I, I mean, we do everything. We just go in phases, right? Okay. You know, which I think like most guys, depending on what you're doing, most guys I feel like go in phases. Now there are dudes that get stuck in like I'm a goose guy. You know, you talk to some people, it's like all about geese and that's it. But most like waterfall hunters, they'll just if the ducks are really good. You're going to hunt ducks more. You're going to hunt if ducks more. If the geese more. are really good and the ducks suck, you're probably going to hunt geese more. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, not everybody has those luxuries, just depending on where you are in different parts of the country. And But in Minnesota, where we're from, I mean, we kind of get, we can do puddle ducks, divers, geese, you know, whatever's really good. We're going to chase that a little bit. But we're both, we both love mallards on water. What do you guys favor, ducks or geese? Ducks for me, but. I mean, it's. Ducks, no question. You look at a goose dude, and they look the same every freaking time. Okay. So I'm just like, oh, wow, it's another white-cheeked big goose that just shits on everything. That's <laughs> beautiful, and the meat is not as good as a duck. And yeah. then you shoot a duck. You go duck hunting, dude. You don't know for sure what you're going to shoot that day. Okay. You shoot geese, you're, you know you're going to shoot geese. Yeah. And mallards respond so hot to the call. It gets me so hot and bothered, just so frothy in the loins. And so... Like you shoot, every, like you're from South Dakota, so yep. you shoot everything out there. Yep. Like a plumed out redhead dude in December mm-hmm. or November, dude. Yeah. Come on. I I know. And it's I just gorgeous. Don't, I don't chase them like that though. That's the sad part. And a lot of people like discriminate me for that, but I'm like, man, I'm just addicted to geese. Like I'm addicted. I think I don't know a couple things. Like number one, Joey will say this flat out, but like I'm a romantic, for sure. So like to me, it's about like the story of it. Okay. And you know. There's a lot of tradition behind like water hunting for ducks. Yeah. That to me just tells a better story. It paints a better picture yep. of like how, you know, how it all is in terms of the experience. Goose hunting, dude, you're like setting up in a field, put as many fucking decoys as you can out and the way that they look. <laughs> yeah. And then if they come in, you're just going to bang the shit out of them. That's literally what it is. You know, they're slow, they're big. I don't know, it's just different. I love goose hunting too. Yeah, but there's I, there's no way you could for me I couldn't compare it to like mallards on water right. in my waders. I mean it's 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 all perspective, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, man. I understand your perspective fully, and that's why I asked the question because you guys didn't just go oh geese and ducks like you guys fully described why you love each one, and then you described why you didn't like the other, and I appreciate yeah. that because I mean everybody's got their own like perception of it, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and and I just remembered this part too. Like Scott gives a seminar up there on the hill every day. Yeah, and um. He talks about how geese, when they're coming in, people slow down their calling and they get quiet because you don't want to bang them out of the decoys. You don't want to scare them away with your calling. But it's actually the opposite with geese because the more territorial you are, the more like realistic it is. Yep. Like they see a goose coming at 80 yards and they're like, hey, 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 
This yeah. is my shit. Yeah. Stay away from my shit. Right. And then when they land, they go in and they attack them, or vice versa. Yeah. Whoever is a more dominant goose, whereas ducks, you are like seducing them. It's like, get your ass down here. Yeah. I love that aspect of duck hunting, whereas geese is just like, blow it hard, blow it fast. I mean, there's more to it than that, but like ducks, it's just more sexy, dude. Sexy. I it's like sexy. that word. That's literally the best word to describe it. I think sexy. And sexy is a great story. So would you say duck is slow motion or goose is slow motion? Slow motion. And it's mean? in the, the description that we're talking about right now. Like the word of sexy. Do you think duck, or, duck is slow motion or do you think geese is slow motion in the aspect of what we're talking about? Mm, probably ducks. Yeah? Probably ducks. I don't honestly understand the question, though. I don't think I understand it now either. <laughs> Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no and kidding. that's okay. No, but the uh, the seducing of it, like, you hear, like, that nasty old slew slut of a hen yeah. where she's just down there and she's like, come breed with me. Yeah. And it was like, ah, ah. I love that. I want to be her yeah. to make that duck come down and be like, yeah, where are you? I need to come sit next to you. Whereas okay. geese, it's like, boo, get out of here. This is mine. Yeah. What's, you know? the, what's the next step for you guys for Midwest Flyways? Like, what direction we're taking with the company? Yep. You know, I don't let <laughs> Cal. Cal. Yeah, I mean, so a few things that we're doing right now. So now we're all set up with our own podcast stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to start pushing out more podcasts. So, like, Joey can record his own without me and Connor. Connor can record his own. And same for me. So probably do some of that. Um... I don't know, man. I mean, we, we want to produce more content, but I think we want everything we do to be really authentic. And so, you know, just figuring out what kind of works. We'd like to do a little more educational stuff. I think this year that was like really what started our channel mm -hmm. was the educational side of things. And so we are really big on just like teaching the next generation, getting people into it. Yep. So it's been a few years since we really hammered a lot of educational videos. I think we'll do a lot more of that this year. Um, yeah, man, I think that's probably what we're really into collaborating with as many cool people as we can and mm -hmm. just doing a lot of fun stuff that's exciting yeah, yeah man I, for sure i've been asking a lot of people you know what their next step is and it's from decoy people to shotgun shell people and everything so it's obviously it's a question to even ask you guys when you guys have been building this brand for how many years now six years okay and the thing is you know we're we started it in a time when it was just not a lot of youtubers doing it and yep you know, now there's a lot of stuff with like shadow banning on Instagram yeah. and YouTube and that makes it all tough for us. So, you know, you have to adapt a little bit and overcome. Um, we did. We started a TikTok this year. I imagine we'll try and put some more TikToks out. Uh, the TikTok blew the hell up. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, that was pretty strategic the way we did it. A lot of people have been, you know, gotten a lot of trouble, had their accounts deleted because of dying birds and stuff. And so... And you guys have to manipulate that almost. Yeah, we and leaned I, into the educational side a lot. Okay. So a lot more like teaching people how to goose call or understand spreads and stuff like that. That's a lot more where we went with the TikTok. I just deleted my TikTok because it was for the fourth or sixth time that I've had an account warning. Sure. And I got sick of it. And I didn't have goose gossip on there. It was just myself. And I, man, my screen time was terrible i didn't use it as like what you guys are talking about and if you guys are using it that way that's a very blessed way to do it seriously yeah i think you have to adapt overcome be a part of all the new stuff and i think we you know you hear a lot from like older guys that you know maybe they don't like all the new stuff that's happening or some of the way that it is happening um 
But we don't we, really have a choice. I mean, like, yeah, you if have you to guys don't do it, and other people don't do it. The the new generation isn't gonna know what goose hunting is. It's because they're so saturated into what we're talking about. So if we don't share it on this saturated point. They're not going to see it. Yeah, you got to be creative, though, because, you know, you can try and share it and people love it and whatever. But if, you know, the algorithm or Their the guidelines. people, the guidelines, community guidelines yeah. don't like it, then you'll never be seen either. So it's a it's a challenge with any of this new stuff that's coming out and with the way like, you know, Gen Zers and younger kids think, you know, their thought process and the way they're growing up is so much different than us. Right. So. Thank you so much, guys, for jumping on. I won't keep you guys in this heated booth. Well, it's kind of shaded, but it's getting hot throughout the day. It's steamy in here, bud. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get dragged. You guys you guys aren't far of a drive from here, huh? 25. 25? Yeah, we're like 20, 25 minutes away, both of us. So when we're done here, we going home. I got a four and a half hour drive. Yeah, it's this. not ideal. We're just, no. We're just living in the twin shitties, you know? The twin shitties? Twin shitties. That's what my dad calls it because he lives in South Dakota. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go to the Twin Cities. Where's your dad live in South Dakota? Uh, he Long lives. Skull's location, actually. Oh. We do a lot of hunting there. Okay. Well, that's so, fair enough. It's not far from the border. Okay. Fair enough. Well, but just what? far enough away from Minnesota. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I can't wait to start hunting in South Dakota. Oh, dude. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good year. So. But yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I ran into Cal or you, and I was like, boys, I need both of you on. We need to do this. <laughs> yeah, man, we're happy to be here. Thanks so much for having us, Levi. Thank you so much, boys. Take care. I'm here with David Majesty. <laughs> Pretty close, I'd say. Well, that's apparently that's what it was supposed to be named, like before the Spanish or whatever. That's, okay. You know, yeah. So I have some type of royalty in me somewhere. Yeah. No, not really. Not really. But it is Maestas. So for those who want to know, it's Maestas. Very yes. hard name to say. Yeah. How's it going at Game Fair for you? It's great, man. Um, yesterday we did very well, even though we had a delay in the rain and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of great people. And uh, today started off a little slow, but I think it's starting to pick up. So Get the booth all figured out. Came so together far. well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like I'm, I'm still working on this. The new animator that uh, a company we bought into has another great idea invention. Just using your current spinning wing decoys and adding a splashing motion to the bottom I've of them. I've seen that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to figure that out right now because I, I have all my stuff geared around just my product. So trying to help and bring in this new product out here without just just kind of winging it, basically. Right. You know. So. Um, it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but I think we kind of got it. It looks good. How, how long does a production like that take? Years? Months? When it's at like at that statue of something that you're trying to bring out to the public? Oh, dude, it just depends, man. Like, um, for my product, I had about a year in prototype before I even brought it out to anybody. Okay. So then once we hit like the year mark, then I was like, okay, then we started going into that. And then I'll give it to like people that I trusted and stuff like, here, try this out. Yeah. And if they had any adjustments or suggestions, then from there we would, uh, you know, then we went to small mass production and stuff like that. But uh, this guy, George, is kind of on the same same thing. He's, I think he said he's been about a year, about a year in okay. his deal. And is, is there a lot of stress that goes with it? Or is there a lot of happiness of actually trying to like figure it out? You know, man, there's a, there's, a, that's a good question. So I, I honestly think it's, it's happiness to me. Like, okay. you, like the joke, like you get an idea that you had, right? Everybody has all these ideas, right? Absolutely. Nobody ever does anything with them. So actually to get that and then put it into something to make it work and like, look, you're like, wow, this functions and works like this is crazy. It comes to life. Yeah. Um, so total joy, obviously. 
there's obviously stress about it because you know you're taking money that you know some people live paycheck to paycheck a lot of company actually i think it was what 70 80 percent of people live paycheck to paycheck and uh at the time when i started my company um i was living probably worse than paycheck to paycheck credit card to credit card type deal you wow. know yeah um so just getting the money that we had available to put into an idea that you just hope makes some money and honestly when we did it we i honestly just wanted it to pay off my patent yeah. i was like if it pays off my patent i'm good and if i'm able to after that buy a couple extra things go on a couple of cool hunts or whatever i'm so happy right uh, never expected it to become a full-on business what about process of elimination have you learned that throughout the years of starting a business even everything that you're doing what do you mean like of, of i'm saying process of elimination of you've got a lot of ideas and knocking them down one by one is it is it instant gratitude for you when you start to it's kind of like a basic question of what we ever talked still talked about but i'm saying like like i've learned about a lot about process of elimination of like knocking down things that are in your way you know you got roadblocks in your business and you got to get them out of the way you know yeah my problem is so it is kind of like process of elimination in that sense um to where you have all these ideas and then you're like, well, you know what? That's a great idea, but we're going to put a pin in that one, work it down later. Yep. Um, and then develop your, because you have to just focus on this product because within this product, you have a bunch of stuff that like you're saying process, you have to take down all the way to where you get down to your final product. Yeah. You're like, well, you know, I have, I wanted to add this, this, and this, but for now we got to keep it kind of simple and then we'll add on these other features later on. So that's kind of like, well, even what we do to the finisher, like you have all these ideas and you're like, you know what, let's just get the product out there, see what people think about it. And then from there we'll add. So like you said, like now, what I think th two years ago, I think we started, we added the choke wrench feature on there now. Okay. You have the bottle opener on there now. Yeah, and I need you that. have the flathead screwdriver. Yeah, I mean, who does not need those things? Always <laughs> after a hunt, a successful hunt. You never use yeah. that stuff during a hunt, you know, unless it's a screwdriver. You use like a shotgun tool too. Yeah, it, it well, can use it for many, many, many I don't uses. know if you want to yeah. use it for a shotgun tool after screwing in someone's, or screwing in a duck's brain. But. Yeah, not someone's, but for definitely a, a, a oh, duck or a goose. I came off wrong. Yeah, yeah. I oh, well. um, well. Once you came up with the finisher, what was it like? I mean, now you finally like got a hold of it and you're like, man, this is a thing, you know? Yeah. So then, then you start thinking of like, like what idea, like what, what do you want to call it? What do you want to call this tool out there that nobody has ever heard about? No right. one knows about. So I actually had like three names. I can't remember the third name, but one of them was the Reaper. Okay. Okay. And then obviously the finisher. And then the other one was like... Man, I can't remember what it was. Did you was. write these on a piece I, of paper? You should have yeah. you should have oh, framed them. I should have had everything, but yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, the Reaper would be like this thing. And people were like, Man, dude, that's, this thing's graphic already. Yeah. And now you're bringing in this like the Reaper, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, but it would have been cool back. The Reaper. The Reaper. Dude, killing one bird at a time. <laughs> Yeah, you and know. you have a voiceover yeah. with a commercial. <laughs> yes. I can do uh, it for you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's hear what you got. What, let me see. The the finisher. The last bird to ever make it to the field. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So yeah. But anyway, so then once you come up with your name, then you're like, okay, now what? It's just yeah. a whole bunch of stuff you gotta work on. So then the problem is that's why a lot of people have all these great ideas and they don't do anything with it because they don't know like what to do next. Right. But when you have when you have all your skin in the game. You can do whatever it takes to make that work. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm investing $8,000 of my money that I should save for something else. Call it my kid's college or something yeah. like that. And I am going to go and spend this on a tool that hopefully people, hopefully will people use. So then, yeah. So once you get to that point, you're like, you got your name, you got your product, you have your patent on it. And then you're like, okay, so now what? And, um, 
you know, then you go into production phase, you find somebody to uh, make your product for you. Yeah. And then after that, then you're like, okay, now do we, okay, now I got to get clamshelling artwork. It's just, it, there's a lot from start to finish to get this stuff. Have going. you built the team or is it just you and your wife kind of running it's the show? It's still just us, man. Like I still run it. Just, uh, everyone's like, no, man, you guys have done all this. I'm like, dude, I try to keep things as simple. I'm the most frugal person you'll ever meet. Dude. Okay. Like, yeah. I've noticed I buy, that. I, everyone's, I just heard this term recently. Buy once, cry once type deal. Okay. What's that? Yeah. You just you buy something super expensive and you cry about it now, but then it lasts for a long time. I think so, I'm in that motion. Well, yeah, I buy like expensive things, but it's a one time, one time buy. Yeah. You know, I cry once about it. Yeah. But then it lasts me a long time. Yeah. So uh, that's just kind of how, how I am with things. So with this, with the finisher, it, we're actually at, probably, it's probably been about three years. We should have already been in a warehouse, but right. I'm like, no, we're going to continue to just crank it out and grind it out in our yeah. little mini, little garage, you know, shed shop. We're yeah. going to make that work. And, but this year we're actually getting our first little shop. warehouse, little shop. Uh, but see, well, look, this is where I go. Look, see, you're, you're going to learn a lot about me. I, I will do whatever it takes to make sure I'm bringing money in. So instead of me just buying a shop that I'm going to pay money for yeah. and just throwing that away every month, I take pictures like kind of like, like you do. Yeah. So I'm turning it into a photo studio. So Ooh. half the shop's going to be a photo studio. I already figured out the money. It's $1,000 a month. Okay. I can make $1,000 a month easily doing a couple mini sessions yeah. a month just, just to bring income in to pay for the building. Yeah. Then my I have a free storage plate, basically. Yeah. And then I have my own little sign. You know, I mean, it can make my, my photography business grow, which I really don't want. I just like to do it on the side, you know? Okay, yeah. Just kind of like my other, my lash deal, dude. I, I do lashes for a living as well, dude. Women's lashes. You, Believe what, it or not. No, you don't. Yes, I do, bro. I do. You, you, Go you, check you, out my wife's lashes. They're, they're, they're fabulous, bro. The Lash King. Lash King. The Lash King. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, wait. We gotta oh, elaborate dude, on this. this is you, 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 yeah. you. You keep make... this between us. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, there is no between yeah, us hopefully. when this mic is on recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. never mind. You do eyelashes. I do eyelash, dude. It's hilarious. You so, should trim that beard up. But, you know, do like the sharp edges. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is this is how this comes about. Okay. She's like, hey, I want to get my eyelashes done. And I was like, okay. She gets it done one time. It's like 150 bucks. And then they're like, well, it's a hundred dollars every two weeks to fill up. And I was like, I could do that. Yeah. She's like, no, you can't. I was like, yeah, I can. So I went and bought all this stuff, <laughs> reached out to a couple girls that I know that do eyelashes. Yeah. And they sent me some videos on what to do. And I just ran with it, dude. And then for you, know, I got like 10 girls now that come to me to do their eyelashes every two weeks. You're going to have yourself a photography eyelash and yeah. bird killing tool. <laughs> and then we're opening up now a boutique and coffee shop. Man, you got it going on, dude. You gotta, you gotta look at it. So every millionaire has more than one source of income. That's true. You have to, and you have to have the one that also brings in money that you don't do anything with. You know, right? It just does. It just makes money on its own. Yeah. So you need to have all that stuff to make sure you have something going good for you. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's my goal is just to get up there to live comfortably, before, instead of living that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle that I lived prior to uh, running the finisher business. Because I yeah. used to run a, I used to work in a. Walmart. Uh, so I have my degree. I've, I actually have two degrees, believe it or not. Eyelashes and... Yeah, yeah, right? I'm, I'm an eyelash guy. <laughs> no, but I have a degree in uh, criminal justice. Oh, really? And in uh, government. Bachelors, I got them together in four years because I did my own. Wow. Yeah, together. I, I realized that, you know, the, the classes cross-reference with each other. Yeah. My basics cross-reference with government and, and they're in the same, the same thing. So I was like, well, all right, well, I'm just going to get them both together. 
thought I was gonna come out and be this FBI agent and like be able to ICE, read me and what yeah, I do. Like, what do you do? I know yeah. exactly. You're a crazy psycho. What is that? What whatever. is that called on Criminal Minds? That you can <laughs> read people? Who's those people? No idea. Okay, never mind. I don't mind. watch too much TV, dude. I don't either, I don't but I used to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I know what you're talking about. So you know, from that, you know, um, I just realized that like. I had my mind just continually be active and I need to do a lot of things. So, so what's getting back at is, so I got these degrees, didn't work. Walmart was like, Hey, we'll, we'll promote you within our company. Let's just work your way up, you yeah. know? So I started working my way up that way. And then I continued to work the finisher business. So like on my days off Tuesday through Friday, I was painting finishers, hand painting them, yeah. ordering packaging and all that. Every dollar I made just dumped back into the business for four years. I didn't take a paycheck. Then I worked my other business, my my with the with the Walmart as a manager there. Yeah. And then all that money was the one that was supplying us our income and stuff. And then I was starting to do all these shows. And then once I was doing so many shows, I was like, these shows are, you know, I'm getting a lot of contacts and stuff. Yeah. They were like, hey, you guys can't you can't be taking off work anymore. I was like, well, just don't don't pay me. I don't you don't pay me. I'll just it's okay. Just give me my days off. I don't mean to shut you off on whatever, but what is your reflection like on your life when you do things like that? You hear other you know people do these certain things. How yeah. yourself is actually doing it? What's your reflection on it? Your own words. Like as far as just what I'm what I'm doing right now. Like I don't know what you're exactly getting at there. <laughs> How do you look at yourself with all the things that you're doing? Like you I just look at it as a guy that's just wanting more, wanting more and more. Like I'm not satisfied ever about doing just one thing. Okay. Um, I'm like not. I said, when I ask just, that question, it's not like yeah, demonetizing what you're no, doing. No, you know no, what I mean? No, but it no, is a hard question. It. Yeah. No. It I is get like. It. I don't even know how to look back on myself, and I'm not yeah. even doing well. Okay, people say I I'm doing like, a lot, but I'm. Yeah. I just feel like I'm doing. I feel like I could do way more. Yeah, I feel like I could do way more, but I feel like the little bit that I am doing is enough. But right. but then it's still like, I don't know. I look at the person I am and where I've come. Still has so much more growth. Yeah, but like it's I, breathtaking. No, no, it's man. not. No, not at all. Where can I find this word or this phrase for you? <laughs> You're just uh -huh. not going to accept anything of it, huh? Well, probably not, dude. Probably no. not. I'm, not, I'm just not that type of guy, I'm man. sitting here trying to hype you up, and you're just... No. No. Even though my last name has ma majesty in it. Yeah, you know, majesty. It no, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> my. My. Estas. So, okay, here's the thing. Back home. Yeah. So it's just Estas. Estas. My Estas. My, my estas, estas. There you go. Yeah. But, like, I guess apparently if you split that up... So they have a, like a little joke back home. Like, the big, everyone always gets made up the front of their last name somehow or right. something. But my estas means like my these, which could mean like my huevos, <laughs> yeah. my eggs, my balls type deal. Yeah. My so, last name is Gerky, so they so usually call me Jerky. Jerky? Well, I would rather take that over like, hey, do you know Phil? I'm like, Phil who? They're like, feel my estas <laughs> and feel my these, you know? And I'm like, oh, 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 oh that's so creative. But Good one. Honestly, it doesn't bother me. It, right. it doesn't. People do it all. I think that's over. Yeah, it's kind of over. It's past. You know, whatever. You're like 29 now. Whatever. Last time you told me I was 46. I remember that. Yeah. I'm not letting okay. it go. Let the viewers know yeah. that also there was 14 empty cups of some type of beverage that was in those. So oh, Yeah. It just made me age 10 years. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Let's not get back into that because I know it upset you. <laughs> that didn't upset me. At all. Oh, okay. I thought it was hilarious that you were the only one who's ever told me I look 46. <laughs> I got yesterday. I was I was 28. 28 years old. I was like, Dave, man. leave this alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing you will notice about me. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I joke about things that I go, but then I kind of just drag it on a little while so that's yeah. right i can take it in yeah it's okay it's all right i'll bust you for a little while on it i'll get you back one time <laughs> yeah we're all good man <laughs> we better let your wife get 
you back to your booth. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Kind of I will take up that. your entire time. Yeah. Yeah, we could sit here and talk the whole time. That's what it seems Let's like. Let's just drag yeah. this stuff to the adrenaline. We'll just take it over there and we'll just yeah. finish it up over there, man. The fi- oh, finish it. Let's just up, finish it, it up, up in the there. The yeah. There we go. Thank you so much, Dave. No problem, man. Appreciate you having me on. Take care. Mr. Bye. Joe Hines is on now. What's going on, dude? It's getting a little hot, isn't it? It is getting a little warm. Yeah. It started off cool and rainy, and now it's uh, the delay kind getting of getting hot as shit. The delay kind of despises a little people, but I think after that, it just a lot more people started coming when the sun, sun started coming out. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's the game fair is usually busy the first day, but then Saturday it's a freaking circus. Yeah, you know what I mean. And next weekend it'll be busy too, but I'm not here next weekend. I got Trevor Lukey's, uh wedding. You did say that, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you said that you've been coming here for 16 years. Have you seen it oh, evolve yeah. slowly? Yeah, or I have. It, yep. What What's your like impressions of the like of it moving slowly? I think it's just kind of it's been the same to really? be honest with you From yeah the start? there's a lot of traffic i mean last year was probably the busiest i've ever seen it just because of covid and stuff like right. that right but other than that dude yeah it's 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 been about the same yeah i've watched a lot of faces come and go and some come back you know and over the years and yeah it's been good i look forward to the game for every every year yeah. kind of like a highlight of my summer I, I say this first few hours that i've been here it's very enlightenment, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so much fun. Right. And I feel like it's going to be a yearly thing for myself even. Good. Even if I don't, you know, get into the booth or whatever. Yep. This place, I haven't even got to walk around yet. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I just it's don't want to leave my own, you know? Right, it's huge, dude. It is. It's a big place. But yeah, this is cool. I like this setup. Do you dude. like the setup? Yeah, it's perfect. It's kinda, I mean, this is what I could gather, yeah. you know, for the first time. I mean. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It took me like, I don't know, like two hours to hang that TV with some strings. Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, big, big, big <laughs> smile, <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, I bet, dude. But yeah, it seems awesome. So September, what did you say? September first, you're gonna be rocking and killing, or September third, or September third or fourth, or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, it's full swing from there on out, man, for sure. No more, uh, no more vacation for Joe Hines. Nope, no more vacation. I might, dude. I'm talking about, I'm talking about going to Big Al's son's uh, wedding in, okay. o- in Ohio over there, and that's the last weekend in August. So before the third. I might go out there and make it a little trip, or I might go to Mexico one more time. <laughs> <laughs> what about iguanas? We we talked about iguanas. Like, I know. Now that that YouTube video made me want to go shoot iguanas. Right, and dude, it's there's a lot of people that did because of that. That JP guy of JP Outfitters. Yeah. He called me and he's like, dude, I tell you, I've had a lot of people that have TV shows and shit. They've came and hunted with me. And there, nobody has made an impact on my business like you have. Like I've really? li- he like re- literally revamped the whole thing. And he's like, man, I bet I get damn near every other person now is like, oh, I seen you on Joe's snap and I see you on Joe's video and stuff like that, which is awesome because it's right. I'm glad I could help the guy. Like you know you're what sharing I mean? The love almost. Yes, exactly, dude. It's what like, is the happiness damn. for yourself like that? Hearing that stuff. I mean, I can just hear it's, the excitement awesome. in your voice. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool that you know get to help somebody like that because I mean, right. he helped me. It was it, we had a great time. Yeah, and it was a blast. It's my first time ever doing some like shooting iguanas, and I was like, and it, you couldn't have gone with a more perfect guy, really? than JP. And it was just cool that me and Turkey and Connor went down to uh, Florida. So it's kind of like a little vacation itself and then um got the shoot iguanas together it was just was it a friendly environment then down there 
Yeah, oh yeah. What, are, where, what is the location again? Is it what state? Sorry. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Florida. Lauderdale. Yeah, okay. Florida, on the East Coast. Okay. Yep. I mean, what else did you guys do down there when you were down Drink there? Drink beer. Drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> Just flat out. Drink a beer. lot yeah. of fucking you beer. Have to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That will slow down here shortly, but yeah, that's yeah. okay. Well, yeah, there was actually a guy down there that uh, knew me and Turkey. He's like, holy shit, you guys are in Fort Lauderdale? We're like, yeah. yeah. So he met up with us and he got turkey drunk as shit within like 30 <laughs> minutes. He just kept buying turkey beer and buying them beer and buying them beer. Yeah. And then my cousin Josh was living down there at the time. He just moved to Sturgis, but he came and met up with us too. And and Josh, my cousin's a fucking animal, dude. He's like, we're going to the strip club tonight. And I'm like, dude, we can't because we. I wanted to go shoot an Egyptian goose the next day, you know, right. which we did. And thank God we didn't go. And Turkey was so pissed off at me. He's like, dude, no, we'll just go to the strip club for like three or four. I go tell three or four, dude, we got to meet up with JP at 515, dude. You know, like, come on. <laughs> I want to kill an Egyptian goose. I don't yeah. want to be all hung over and shit. So. Did you get that? Did you get that Egyptian goose back to your state or? Yeah, no? we did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, JP boxed it up for me, dry iced and and uh, sent it back to us. You got sent that it back a, to me. You got it to your favorite taxidermist then? I uh, dude, I I don't have a single bird mounted. I have a brant, I have an Egyptian goose and I have uh, a couple seed ducks that are in my freezer that I got them mount. Just don't even have mounted. No. I don't got nothing mounted. Dang. I'm just not that type of guy to mount something, you know. Like yeah. I get, I got buddies that'll pick up a gorgeous wood duck and be like, "Oh, this thing's so pretty, I'm gonna mount it." And it's like, yeah. well, if you sit the fuck down, we'll probably shoot five more of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it just it's stuff like that, you know. Yeah. A couple, couple things. I think this year, if I go up to Fergus and I get the two style double bands, yeah, I'll probably mount those two birds. Have you ever gotten into a Jack Miner or seen a Jack? I never Miner? have. No. no? Okay. Me and Nick were just talking about it at breakfast this morning that. We'd like to do it. Yeah. I and mean, I, I want to make like a documentary style video of it, like show the whole background of Jack Miner, really? show us going there, show us hunting them and try to get one. I think it would be really badass. What about Jeff Foyles? He was on your podcast. How was yeah. that experience? That was awesome, dude. Was it? I mean, Foyles has been a freaking icon here right. me growing up, you know, and even still, I respect the shit out of the guy. The guy's still like, you know. An awesome. See, I seen him dude. walk by, and obviously yep. he probably has no clue who I am or the, right. the podcast. He'd I run, sit down with you. He yeah. loves this shit. You might have to get me or start talking to him, see if he's around for the rest of the weekend or something like oh, that. Oh, he's a, he's around. He'll be okay. here this weekend and next weekend too. Oh, right on. Yeah. No, yeah. I see. I'm so like fresh to the industry yeah, yeah. or community, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's like names start floating around, and I'm like, man, it's like no disrespect, but I don't even know who that is. You know, right, but, right, right. Because I was just a day to day hunter, but yep. I mean, it didn't take long to. A couple, a couple good Snapchat. guys you could couple get good guys you could get is Sean Stahl here? I don't know. He was here last year and I tried getting him on the podcast, but it just waited too long. But uh you could try to get him, Foils, uh Scott obviously, and Corey Loffler. He'd be a good one. Yep, me and Corey Loffler still have to speak, but he jumped yeah. onto the Instagram live, so yeah. Oh, they oh was he on Instagram live? Yeah. I must have missed that. But yeah, he's he, I'm sure he's got a bunch of cool stories. Yeah. He's been doing this a long time. And a lot of guys are telling me to have like um Tim Grounds' son on and stuff like that. Yeah, Hunter Grounds, yeah. Hunter Grounds, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And I I guess I don't know who else would be here. I, think I don't I'll, think Big Sean's here anymore. I kind of want to do, like, I, I've had a lot of photographers on. Now I want to yeah. have, like, a lot of good, like, callers on, like yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's right. a lot of, like, you guys speak a lot of volume when it comes to it. I mean, like, yeah. it takes a lot of knowledge to learn how fast to call like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been calling for, oh, God. Since out of your diaper? 15. Yeah, so when I was, since, since I was 15, so since you're 17 freaking years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm <just> yeah. <laughs> I remember coming to this game fair when I was... 16 years old i think and that's when they had it on the opposite side and there was just hay bales really? with a little tent like this with hay bales and then a, some shitty stage 
Yeah. And I sat they, right next to Cole Foyles, Jeff Foyles' kid. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. You know, Jeff Foyles' kid, Cole Foyles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was nuts. I'm sure there's some kids like that that feel like when they're sitting next to you now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. They got to know that I'm going to whoop their ass in this calling contest. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm actually really, really excited for the, the, the calling, like the contest calling because a lot of there we are getting a lot more have you kids involved which is awesome and a lot right. more new guys you know not even kids i mean dude there's freaking 40 year olds 50 year olds still doing open goose contests and they're shit doing like a that. calling contest here right yeah next weekend okay and you're not going to be here i'm for that, not going to be here no uh-uh. so somebody else is going to have to win it yeah I, i'm going to bet mike benjamin mike benjamin yeah he's i've a, heard that's another name to get jumped on yeah mike mike he can rip, mike's huh? one of the best he he is the best Goose caller in this state. For you think how, so? Oh, I know so. For how many titles he's won and all that shit. He's from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, down in Rochester, dude. He um, he's got so many. He's got like a trophy room in his down in his basement. So he just had the Coyote Creek calling contest. Yeah, Coyote Creek's a big like gun shop, bow and arrow shit. Yeah, he had a calling contest down there, and I stayed at his place. And in the downstairs, he's got like just huge trophies everywhere of calling. Wow. Like there's nobody else in the state that I can think of that even gets And he close goes to all like, over the United States? He goes everywhere. Yeah. How many is there almost like a calling competition in each state? Uh I mean I wouldn't say each state, but a lot of the central flyway, it. you know what I mean? Yep. All over the place. A lot of East Coast, West Coast stuff. But I mean I don't think you're gonna find a calling contest in Florida or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? It'd be different. It'd be different. And if, and if you do, I mean, there are calling contests, but a lot of them will just be either duck or speck or even snow goose ones. Right. But up here, it's all, you know, mallard, Canada goose calling. Are you ready to run down the central flyway? What are we doing there? No, I'm saying, are you ready to run down to the central flyway, like hunting the whole way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I got a few trips planned out that I think will be pretty good. Yeah. We like going out west now, too, and shit. Gotcha. Yeah, we get a lot. we got a lot of... Good hunting out there. In Oklahoma, you said you're going to Oklahoma this year? Yeah, we. I've been going to Oklahoma for the past, like, eight years, I think. Me and Nick Jay go down to uh, Loveland, Oklahoma, and hunting with uh, Larry Robinson of Coastal Wing Outfitters. Yeah. He's got a freaking dynamite lodge, dynamite operation, and everybody just has a freaking blast. So we go down there for two weeks at a time, or a week at a time now. And right on. Run customers and shoot birds. You guys' clientele coming through pretty solid this year? You guys yeah, well, yeah. my out? September's completely full yeah and uh october is a little spotty but usually you know early early people that book they'll book but then when i start posting pictures of us just smashing them that's when people start calling yeah. you know like hey you got any openings next week or anytime that's when we really start filling in you know so yeah i mean we got a lot in november a lot in december but right yeah yeah i'm ready to get after it dude really am it feels like I haven't shot a goose for like two years. This break has just been yeah. forever. That's what I feel like too. And it's been like, obviously this stuff has been taken over a lot. And then now it's like, oh my gosh, goose season's already back. I feel right. like, I feel like goose season is just another time to like step back in life though, yep. for sure. Yep. So Absolutely. I love it. Well, I hope you the best for your season. Thank you. You too, dude. I hope the best for you too. Yeah. Even in hunting and this podcast thing, yeah. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And yours as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I love listening to yours here and there. So thank you. Hey man, take Appreciate care. It. And, uh, don't, you know, let's hang out this weekend, all right? Yeah, let's do it. We'll go to Boondocks and yeah. see who can drink more beers. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'll be turkey. Yeah. <laughs>